getting more involved. Do you get that vibe as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's got to be exactly what's happening because nothing else makes any sense. And again, I pointed out Bronson Reed getting released. That in itself doesn't make any sense because I, 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 at this point, I think we've all grown accustomed to knowing what Triple H likes to do with his star. And, you know, he very much sees a lot of, he almost treats these guys like they're, like they're his kids. Uh, you see that with a lot of the backstage interactions and stuff like that. And so to it, you, you hear that in the report that Triple H and Shawn Michaels had nothing to do with any of these firings. They had nothing to do really with any of the changes that are being made in NXT. So, yeah, I fully believe that Triple H is slowly losing power. And I, I think we all knew that it was a matter of time. Um especially given the report, a lot of it hinges back to the wars with AEW and that they perceive it obviously as a loss to AEW, which it in all intents and purposes was. And now the perception is NXT lost. Now it's that failed. So now it's time to go back to the way things were in NXT where it was a full on legitimate developmental brand no more of the third brand no more of it being a viable alternative option looks like we're going back to straight up developmental absolutely let me go ahead and and read for you uh the feeling is that they lost the war with aew and and are getting back to the younger and bigger melter set adding that there are Divisive opinions with key decision makers as to what wrestling is right now. The side of the younger and bigger has Vince McMahon's ear. The wording is no more midgets. No one starting in the 30s and people who can be box office attractions and main characters. That is coming That is coming directly from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, that, is, that is their direct quote. And I buy every bit of it. Uh, the reality is... is um, we, we can, I think NXT and WWE spun it as long as they could about what happened. And what do you think, Napper? Do you think that it's a, and, and, and make this answer extended for me as I will tend to my dog and let her out my studio door. So what do you think? What do you think of Vince McMahon essentially taking over uh, NXT? Because that's what it sounds like. Uh, you have the floor, my friend. I'll be back in just a moment. I'm kind of back and forth with this, to be perfectly honest. On one hand, I can see people looking at this as, oh, it's Vince McMahon, the big, mean businessman. He's going to come in. He's going to ruin everything. First and foremost, Vince McMahon, no matter what anybody else thinks, doesn't make every, every waking decision that WWE does and or makes. I really don't think it's going to be doom and gloom with NXT. It's not going to be the same NXT we're used to and we're accustomed to. But even NXT back in its debut days, and I'm talking about the developmental, not the game show, but back even back in its heyday or in the early early stages of NXT, NXT was really never that bad. 
it, it, I have never seen NXT really have logistically a down month, year. There have been a couple of lulls and storylines, sure. But in terms of long periods of, like, we'll just call it Monday Night Raw-isms, where they basically crap the bed for entire shows and entire weeks, NXT never really did that. Is it going to suck to see where it potentially goes back to? And the thing of it is, I don't think anybody can fully understand what it means when they say they're going back to developmental. It probably means that you're going to see a little bit more of elevation or dark-type matches where it's guys that don't necessarily get a lot of TV time or usually haven't gotten a lot of TV time, and maybe the bigger stars don't get as much TV time, but... I don't necessarily think that's either a bad thing either, but it is going to kind of sour the product because we're used to seeing these big names consistently on the show instead of those guys that may be sitting in the back. Well, I got to tell you, uh, buddy, I got to tell you, I'm excited about this. And yes, does it suck that more people lost their jobs? You're damn right. Uh, But if I got to give that speech one more damn time, go back and check out the archives. Uh, I got a BrugerNationProductions.com. We're, they're all right there, and I've given the speech. So let me let me go ahead and so that's shut why up. I it's not a cool thing. Fifty. I guarantee we're going to make this speech again. Yes. So it's not a cool thing. What I am excited about is everyone that knows me or knows this show knows that I trust Vince McMahon's creative vision a whole lot more than I trust Triple H's. I'm I'm sorry. I don't think that Paul can see past his nose. Yes, that's a pun on the size of his nose and a well played sense. Um, so I, I like that because I trust Vince McMahon overall. Now, does he get a lot of things wrong these days? Yeah, sure. But let's be honest here, boys and girls. Let's be honest. NXT hasn't had the same magic for a long time. It hasn't had the same magic for a long time. It hasn't. Period. That's it. It needs to change. You want to know why? Because they got their ass kicked by AEW. That's why. That proved the luster was gone. The shine was off the apple. That horse had left the barn, cowboy. Something needed to give and change. And and so I think that change is a good thing. Maybe it ends up being the worst decision they ever made it in the brand dies. I don't know. But anyone that acts like the NXT has the same magic it used to a year and a half ago, say pre-USA days, uh, I'll have whatever you're having because it's just not true. And so I think it does need to change. And there, frankly, there does need to be a consequence for the fact of of not only losing the quote-unquote Wednesday Night War, because, again, I don't want AEW to go under or anything like that, but the fact that you lost enough that you had to leave the time slot, that says something's off. And that was mostly Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and, and I don't know why we would trust two of the worst drawing champions in history with that that, that sort of thing, but... We did, and so things have got to give, and that's just the way it goes. That's business, and so I'm excited to see what Vince has planned because you, if you're sitting at home going, well, how do you know Vince has got it planned? Well, when Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis are getting involved, that means that Vince is getting involved because they're, they are attached to, I, I think, one's kissing one butt cheek and one's kissing the other. It just depends on the day, if I'm being quite frank with you. Uh, and that doesn't mean I don't enjoy something uh, something to wrestle with, uh, Bruce Pritchard. But let's be honest, they they both kiss some serious keister. 
Uh, they are the original members of that infamous club. So I'm excited to see what happens because the reality is for about the last, like I said, probably since the USA days, NXT doesn't have its same luster. And so let's let's give the old guy a shot because we've given the young guy a shot and they can't hit 600,000 viewers anymore. You and I watch it, Napper. McCarthy watches it when he can, but we are diehards. They haven't hit, like I said, 600,000 viewers in quite some time. Something's going wrong. Not that those are horrible numbers for USA Network, and they damn sure weren't horrible numbers for sci-fi, but you just expect more from the WWE, you know, the almighty WWE. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. It sucks that people lost their jobs. And, again, if someone thinks, well, you're just happy they lost their jobs, again, check those archives. But let's let's give it a chance to see what happens. Maybe it'll be the worst thing ever. But people that are like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Uh, Oh, is it Deadspin had an article, WWE is finally killing their NXT brand. Let me tell you something, Deadspin. Do you have a crystal ball? Have you seen TV being produced? You may be 100% right, but for you to, and we live in this world of where let's not be correct, let's be quickest, let's give it time. The, the sky is not falling yet. Let's see what happens. Well, it's funny that you mention McCarthy because the man showed up to work today. Buddy, I can't hear you, but it's good to see you. I, I can't hear you, but it's real good to see you. Why am I good not surprised? To... Can't hear you. You got no audio from me. You were far away from that on Saturday at ASWA. Oh, you yeah. You hear him now? Yeah. Oh, I can hear him now. Beautiful man. How, how, how are you, buddy? Producer, man. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm a little tired. There's always something going on, but it's fine. I, I feel you. You know, I miss sitting there right by you and, you know, being able to just just, just reach out and touch. But uh, maybe next week. Maybe next week. So, since you are in the house, what are your thoughts on the, the brand new round of NXT cuts? And what are your thoughts on the rumored changes coming to the NXT as a whole? And here's the third part of this question. A lot to unpack, so get your big gulp of water and... What do you perceive like Napper and I perceive that Vince McMahon is taking over NXT from Triple H? Uh, kind of seems like they are. I'll start with that question first. Like, you don't cut all these. I mean, what it was twelve or thirteen. So you don't release all of that talent from your third brand and not talk to the dude that's been in charge of it for a while without something changing there's it's going to be a lot more than just these these cuts we're going to see a change maybe even a change in production change in who's getting pushed we might see titles stripped you don't know anymore which is kind of exciting i almost want to watch nxt a little more because i don't know what they're going to end up doing i don't think the sky's falling either the smart play that I think Vince will probably do at first when he executes his plan is probably throw a couple veterans on NXT. You use them, get 
their fans to watch NXT to try to create new fans for these other dudes that they have to, I don't know, I wouldn't call it start completely over, but they got to kind of start over with storylines and everything. So, You're telling me Hulk Hogan comes to NXT. Lord, I didn't I say legends. I said veterans. There's <laughs> yeah, a difference. Well, there's, not, there's not many more veterans than Hulk Hogan. What was the second question? Is it was it was a matter of you know what do you think of these potential changes? What do you think we might see? Because let me. Again, let's go back. I'll, I'll read to you the direct military report. And again, if you're tuning in, the term I'm going to use is not PC these days, but I swear it's just off military report. So here we go. Listen to me here. All right. <clears throat> the feeling is that they lost the war with AEW and are getting back to younger and bigger, Melcher said, adding that there are divisive opinions with key decision makers as to what wrestling is right now. The, the side of the younger and bigger has McMahon's ear. The wording is, and here it comes, folks, no more midgets, no one starting in the 30s, and people we want people who can be box office attractions and main characters. What do you make of that report, Mr. McCarthy? I think I'm going to focus in on the above 30 thing. Like, so let's all be honest. Whether you like him or not, Triple H did not hit his freaking prime until he was 32. A lot of them didn't. They were good in their 20s, but then they got real good. Like, all of a sudden, they hit 30, and they got real good. Maybe, maybe because you've stifled people. You write everything for, or have someone write everything for them. Like, you're talking about you want headliners, main attractions, push everyone. You And that's a heavy term, but use everyone would probably be the right way to go and let them get over on their own. You have been so focused, and I'm sorry, this is right at Vince. You have been so focused on being an entertainment company. Nobody is bigger than the WWE that has been your focus for a decade. Where has it gotten you? Do you want to be an entertainment company or do you want to run a pro wrestling business? Because the Attitude Era, the few years before, the creation of you know, John Cena's, The Rocks, Stone Cold Steve Austin's, they got bigger than the brand. And in wrestling, that works. Like, you don't want everyone bigger than the brand because the brand pays everyone. But at some point, if you're with that language that he said, let them. And if they fail, they fail. Move on to the next guy. Can we we not have repeat programs all the time? Because, like, SmackDown's better than Raw, but it's the same matches just like Raw. It's just the storylines are better. Well, but, but the thing about it, like, yes, I, I completely understand and agree that unfortunately the mentality for pretty much since John Cena, like, really ballooned was like, we're never going to have this happen again. Because when it happens like this, and this even involves John Cena, whom I love, I, I bought his brand new t-shirt, I'll probably buy the hat, but... uh it, it ends up being, oh, they, they go into a movie, and then they go get a Hollywood offer, and then they can't turn that down. And then guess what? We all sit there and we go, 
damn, it sure ain't like the days where Stone Cold or The Rock was around or when John Cena was full-time. You know, man, don't you miss seeing Batista in there. So there is there is a downside to be becoming as big, if not bigger, than the brand because then, and I can't truly. I, I don't. People always misunderstand me. I don't. I don't fault the Rock or anybody else for taking those opportunities and doing what they feel like they got to do. I, what I fault is when I feel like you've abandoned ship and you completely forget that that's where you come from. And how about how about tossing a freaking bone once in a while in the words of Doctor Evil? Um. And so that's what I get upset by. I'm not upset by the fact that The Rock is the biggest box office attraction in Hollywood as we speak. I'm not upset that, that John Cena currently with the Suicide Squad is kind of nipping at his heels. I'm not upset that that you know, Dave Batista is guarding in the galaxy. I'm not upset by that. What I'm upset by, and probably what WWE gets a little upset by, is like, cool, we built these guys up, we, and then we have... We have five years or a decade of incredible profits and incredible programming that, that gets us a billion dollars from Peacock. But then at some point they leave and it's like an ex-girlfriend syndrome where you go, yeah, Roman Reigns is good, but he's not John Cena. Yeah, John Cena is good, but he's not Stone Cold or The Rock. Yeah, Stone Cold is good, but boy, I miss the pure days of Hulk Hogan. And so you find yourself doing that. And I guess that's business, but. To some extent, it's like, all right, we give you these five years, this decade, or whatever it may be, and th- and they give back with the profits and and the and the live events. Don't get me wrong, but McCarthy, do you agree that that might be why that that mentality has shifted? It's like we want you to be the face of our company, not necessarily the face of Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Oh, it's de- it's definitely when that shift started. When they lost The Rock, they had to shift. They lost Stone Cold at just about the same time when he had his issues with, I think it was the time when he didn't want to lose to Brock like out of freaking nowhere with no build or anything whatsoever. And that's when you could kind of see that shift. Like, we lost our dudes. We should probably not let that happen that much anymore. That's And that's what I'm saying is, like, Yes, it. There is. I think people always do. I think they misunderstand me and say, like, well, he doesn't like when so and so goes and makes a movie. It's not that. It's that. It, it's it's that. Damn it! Let's act like we still exist for Pete's sake. And 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 so often, and this has happened somewhat to John Cena recently until until SummerSlam, and maybe some of it's been due to COVID. But it's like, you know, where are you? Because we certainly need you now. We certainly could use that now because now you have pushed yourself into your own brand. And so, yeah, I, 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 while I totally understand where you're coming from, McCarthy, and in a lot of ways you're correct, we probably should push Roman as hard as we can push him. And if you know what, if his, if his spot in Hobbs and Shaw takes off, that's great for us. But what happens if Roman Reigns gets a few more movie offers and takes those and then – can you imagine, and I can't believe I'm about to state this because I'm very critical of Roman Reigns, the character, and I think he's a bootleg John Cena. But can you imagine the landscape of the WWE without Roman Reigns? I mean, we saw it when he, when with, with the COVID and leukemia issues. But I'm talking about right now as the top heel in the company, the top, the face of the company. Because, frankly, he wasn't as valuable then as he is now because he's got the best thing going on in the company. 
Can you imagine if Hollywood swooped him away? What the hell would they do? Who the hell is the face of this thing? Especially since they don't have Becky right now. It would be it would be catastrophic. Sure, would we keep tuning in? Yeah, absolutely, we would because we're we're stupid. That's why. Um, but uh, just in that aspect, we're very intelligent. Otherwise, we just like abusive relationships. We 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 keep getting hurt. And remember the good days. But can you imagine what would happen? It would be it would be absolutely nuts. And so I agree that. And right now, NXT's not doing that. Because here's the truth. Here's the reality of it. Ricochet is not going to draw dimes to the average fan. He might to us diehards. Finn Balor, same thing. He's not going to draw dimes to the to to the because it's not us that nobody's after. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go hang out in the arena. We're gonna go watch the show. I'm gonna go to Detroit like a moron just because I want to see John Cena because Cleveland didn't work out for me. Like it's not us you appeal to. It's that. It's that how do you keep that casual audience engaged? And that is what has died. And Finn Balor, God love him, is not going to do that. Ricochet, God love him, is not going to do that. It's going to be a Roman Reigns, a Drew McIntyre, a Bobby Lashley, someone of not, maybe not any of those three, but someone that looks like them and has that look because people go, wow, look at that guy. You know, what was the selling point of Hulk Hogan? Well, he looked like a Greek god and, and it was just different. And what was the selling point of Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, he had the black trunks and the black boots, and that wasn't much. But you know what? We all lived vicariously through the fact of, of man, we hate our boss or we hate this person in our life, and, and we live vicariously through Stone Cold Steve Austin. And so that's what we need. We need someone that we either look at and go, whoa, or we need a gimmick that we go, I feel that. I relate to that. And right now, NXT is not producing that. And WWE's not as a whole either. I don't know how that changes, but I know who came up with it at first. And so I'll trust that guy before I'll trust Paul because I have not seen Paul come up with one thing that will go, that's going to live forever. I've seen a lot of great things. Don't get me wrong. But not one thing that even comes in the same breath of the names I've just mentioned. You put the character of Baron Corbin on anybody else, it probably would have worked. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I guess you know. You know, it's what it's just what it is. It's 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 a tough it's a it's a tough situation. Uh, but I but I, tr- I I truly believe the WWE is going to be. I I don't think they're ever going to go under. But I think they'll stop turning magical profits when Vince McMahon's gone, because uh, he, he set creatively he may be at a low light but i'm going to trust the guy that's been there more than i'm going to trust the guy that hasn't been there and have because the reality is 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 yes triple h became a star after in his 30s but right now we're trusting we're trusting the two guys that one's a b plus player that would be considered the guy that worked with the guys if he didn't marry who he married and the other might be the worst drawing champion of all time in Shawn Michaels. It might be the greatest in-ring technician of all time, but when it comes to drawing money, Shawn Michaels don't know squat. And and so we're trusting those two guys to, to build the next phase of the company. I wouldn't do it if I'm Vince. I'd go, I'm still here. Let me build it. What are your final thoughts on that, McCarthy or Napper? Either one of you have the floor. Oh, me? Okay. I mean... You make a lot of valid points, but I mean, we've seen some guys that can't draw money make great 
coaches. So maybe that's their what they should be more focused on than running NXT. Because we've seen that time and time again. I mean, guys that can't draw, it doesn't mean they're not good. doesn't mean they can't train the hell out of people. And maybe that's the focus we're going. Vince is going to be more in charge of NXT, and Triple H is going to be in the developmental process of that talent. We shall see. Of course, we'll stay tuned, and I'm very interested to, to catch the next few editions of NXT and so I guess if it did its job in any way, it does that. All right, let's talk about Adam Cole. He reportedly met with, with Vince McMahon at SmackDown. Vince reportedly wants to keep him for as high as a million dollars. Some say he hasn't signed a contract. Some say he has. Some say there's an AEW offer on the table. Uh, Napper, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the Adam Cole situation? I'm both a little surprised and at the same time not. Uh, I'm surprised because it took Adam Cole for them to take this seriously. Like, of all the people, Adam Cole's the one where they draw the line. Granted, I would probably take Adam Cole instead of Bray Wyatt, just for the overall in-ring ability and the mic skills, but you had Bray Wyatt made no little to no attempt, at least reportedly, to do anything with him, but Adam Cole, you're willing to do this with. But at the same time, I understand it. I get it. Adam Cole is definitely worth the effort to do this. It was reported that they were going to do it last week or two weeks ago. Didn't work out, so obviously it happened this week. I'm sure Vince is going to throw everything at him and probably already has. Uh, the question is whether or not he wants to go to the main roster because it seems like that's the ultimate goal of what they're trying to do. Uh, whenever he met with them at SmackDown, it was reported that that was the plan. They pitched tons of ideas for him to move up to the main roster, whether that's Raw or SmackDown. Just because he was at SmackDown doesn't necessarily mean that's where he's. they were planning to put him. But it, it's kind of one of those things, again, you know, we always make fun of the call-ups to the main roster, it seems like that's where a lot of the NXT talent goes to die. And so it, you start to wonder, is that is that going to happen to Adam Cole, or can Adam Cole be the one that kind of breaks that stigma? If anything, I think Adam Cole is the one that can kind of break that mold just because he is that damn good. But we'll see. I'm not completely sold that he signed. I think there's still a lot of this left to go, and unfortunately not a lot of time left to do it. So we'll see what happens, but I'm probably 50-50 on whether or not he really signed or really did even remotely look at a contract. All right, well, Mr. McCarthy, any thoughts on the Adam Cole situation before we get your thoughts on uh, a match that first took place in like 94? I mean, honestly, I don't think he's going to sign. I think a big part of why he likes NXT is that 30-day non-compete clause instead of the 90-day. But who knows at this point? They already offered him, what, a million dollars? How That, that is how, the rumor, yes. How important is he? Does Vince give him two? I think the fact that Vance is willing to meet with him eye to eye says says he's very important 
for for to Vince for whatever reason, because that means that Vince is trying to do what he does to Taker and all that, which is here's my Jedi mind trick. See if see if you can really turn me down when I'm selling you. So you don't you don't think he resigns? I don't think so. I think he works some kind of deal where he's still exclusive to WWE. Kind of like Dolph Ziggler, but more days. A handshake right. deal, if you will, because I think he likes it there. All right, well. Because I think, honestly, if, if Daniel Bryan didn't want to wrestle in like New Japan and stuff, he probably would have re-signed. It's all about where your priorities are. I agree. But uh, anytime I hear the Vince is going to meet with so-and-so firsthand, try to get someone to do something, I tend to trust that because he could, I mean, frankly, he could sell, uh, he could sell water to a drowning man for the most part. So uh, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if the old guy still got it. Uh, It'll be interesting, but before McCarthy goes and tends to other business, we have to talk about dynamite a little bit. And first I want to talk about Chris Jericho defeating Juventude Guerrera. Uh, it's 2021 and that match happened. Um, Mr. McCarthy, what are your thoughts on this match? I mean, other than the couple botches, it wasn't terrible. Pretty good, considering they haven't wrestled each other in 20-some years, and they don't like each other, so it fits the story. It was still really weird. Like, of all people, (laughs) Juventud Guerrera? Like, this one was, like, out of left field. Like, Nick Nick Gage, you could justify, because it's like... I want to maim Chris Jericho, but like at first it's like, Hooven, Hoovy, why? Like what? And then you're like, Oh yeah, because they freaking hate each other. So, and hats off to the professionalism of those two to put all those, cause all those animosity, animosities aside and put on a decent match. It fit all the story. Because they hate all, each other, all, so it's fine. All those, all those negative vibes. Yes, I, I got to give him credit for putting that aside. Other than that, I thought the match was atrocious. Uh, they, they both looked old and slow, and that's not how Jericho looks if he's in there with the right dance partner. And it just looked ugly, and it, it just, it, these labors are really labors because it's, 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 it's making you believe that Jericho has less in the tank than he really does. I don't know if it's just he's with these new guys that he never works with. He's doing four types of matches he either has never done or doesn't really do anymore. And it just, I, I just thought it sucked completely in a, uh, because it, it had the feel of an Undertaker Saudi Arabia match. You get in there, you play the greatest hits, but boy, it gets clunky as you go along. And I just thought it was, I thought it was pretty rough. And the problem is, 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 is we, we don't, we don't kind of accept that Chris Jericho's at that stage yet. And I don't think that he really is. I think he's, I think he's trying to do a little too much at this stage of the game. Mr. Napper, what'd you think of this match? Cause I thought it was the drizzling poos just really did. I, I won't say it's the drizzling poos. I won't say that it sucked. But I'm definitely leaning more towards your side of the fence than anybody else's. I thought this match was cringy. Um, I get it. They botched a couple times. That shouldn't completely take away from the entire match. 
but he makes a good point. They they just look slow. And I, I will say this, Juventud more than Chris, definitely. But he just, it, it didn't seem like it was very well put together. They just didn't really mesh. for, And obviously they haven't wrestled each other for a little while, and that probably played a lot into it, but... It was just so awkward because every waking moment and a couple of the moves were botched, obviously. And it's just this match in particular is why I said last week, why the hell was Nick Gage number two? This should have been number two. This probably should have been number one in terms of the labors. But this certainly should never have been labor number three. And it really, it's not that it should matter. But it does, because you're trying to build a story here, and it just, to me, looks bad when you have a brutal, brutal death match, and then this. That kind of, to me, kind of kills the story. They saved face a little bit with the attack at the end with the board low, but, and, and labor number four should be interesting, which, honestly, I feel like maybe should be labor number five, what the hell is going to be labor number five at this point? That's MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is labor I, number five. I thought it was five labors and then he gets MJF. No, no. The fifth labor is right. MJF. I still feel like this should have been one of the more early labors. Granted, there's only four that they had to choose from, but it, it was it was bad. Look, 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 look. Let's just get this out of the way. Spin cycle! It shouldn't have been Hoovy to begin with. Fair point. It shouldn't have been. There was no reason for it. Yeah, at first it's like, oh, yeah, you know, because like I said, when you first hear, oh, the third labor of Jericho is going to be Hooven to Guerrera, it's like out of left field. And there were so many people probably on the table that they could have used for this spot. And they picked Juventud Guerrera because, like, because the commentators didn't even talk about how much they don't like each other. Like that was not, and not even a little bit part of the story that they told. They were just talking about the labors. They didn't mention, you know, they said, "Oh, these two have wrestled six times." That was the history lesson we got, and that's very rare from the AEW commentators. They're usually on it with that stuff. They know the history of those people, or at least to give him credit, Excalibur does. And he didn't even chime in with the history of these two. So that hurt the match, too. I can't say who it should have been. I mean, hell, it could have been Lance Archer. Who cares? It doesn't necessarily have to be a heel or someone from outside of the company. Just somebody that's going to beat the crap out of Chris Jericho. Because that's the... The goal of MJF right now. He does not want to face Chris Jericho. It should have been Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me. Amen. I think it should have been show. Look, that would have been great. I was almost expecting that for four. I'm like, what what is going on? Like, throw Mark Henry and Big Show in this list. Like, what the hell? Yeah, they're in the uh, Federal Witness Protection Program. They're doing a hell of a job at it. Uh, though Mark Henry will come out uh, this Friday for Rampage. Good good for him. He'll be on the commentary team. That's a crowded commentary team, by the way. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah it's a lot. I'm not sure how he, I feel about that. Like I'm like a four-man booth? Mark Henry takes up one by himself. 
Um, and so that's that's a that's crowded as hell. Yeah, I just I'm not trying to da- like not Chris Jericho or even get McCarthy upset. It's just at this stage we still expect better from Jericho. It looked to me it looked Taker esque. If I'm being honest, you know, if I'm being if I'm being completely honest, it was not bad. It just it, but we we give. The reason I say it sucked is because we expect more from Chris Jericho. From a taker standard, we'd go, well, he got through it. Well, he, you know, he did okay. He didn't embarrass himself. You know, that's our standard for The Undertaker now is just don't embarrass yourself. For Chris Jericho, we still consider to be one of the top workers in this business. We don't say that about The Undertaker yeah, you know, anymore. We don't. So that's why I'm like, this is not... This is if if it's trying new things that are making them look bad or trying really really old things that are making them look bad, please stop doing it. Please stop doing it because you still I believe have a lot left in the tank and can put on some matches that I think we can still talk about in 20 years. I truly believe he still has that. I think you got I think if you get him in there back in there with Kenny Omega or somebody like that or another Hangman Adam Page, I I think you're talking about classics. But the last few weeks have been really tough and really uh, – it's not something we're going to want to remember Chris Jericho by, if that makes sense. Uh, What do you think of the – because I know you got to go McCarthy, but but what do you think of the the next liver being Wardlow? Do you think that's kind of cheap or do you think that kind of cops out after we've had Nick Gage and we've had Hoovy and, you know, don't – I, I was kind of I was kind of hoping I was low key hoping for your idea of Lance Storm. What are your thoughts on Wardlow being the final labor before MJF? I mean, on that aspect, like yeah, I was kind of hoping for Lance too. That would have been a great story opportunity. But like Wardlow with MJF as the referee, like all right. So at some point, Wardlow's gonna run over MJF by accident, and a new referee is gonna come out. That's how Jericho's probably going to win. Aside from that, it should be decent because Wardlow can go. He's one of the people that probably would mesh well with a Chris Jericho. He's always meshed pretty well with those bigger guys. But at the same time, it goes back to the whole thing. Like, I guess you get Wardlow because he's in the pinnacle. But at the same time, you're like, why? Pulling people from obscurity in the middle of these labors. One in four or the pinnacle? Like, I almost would have rather had the worst idea of all f- the members of the pinnacle was, are the way. That's what I was expecting to have. I was, I was like, just they saying, better why don't we just have route. a flipping like, gauntlet like, match? Like, we don't need that. That's egregious. Chris Jericho doesn't need to be doing no gauntlet matches. Those things are long. He went through a death match and he can't <laughs> take say, a he gauntlet. He doesn't need to be doing a death match either. That's egregious. They're long. They're like 45 minutes. That death match was what thirteen? That's totally different. Gauntlet, no <laughs> pizza cutters, yeah. That, that was that, only like thirty seconds. That thirteen minutes is the most regrettable of Chris Jericho's career. I I hope that's not in your book because you don't want it. You don't want to remember that. You know, we that's oh, it, don't it was worry, the most it's not regrettable match of Chris it. Jericho's it's career. Thoughts? Yeah. Anything? It's it's not in this book. Don't worry. It's fine. No. It already I mean, came out, and I, I have it, so it's not I'm, in this book. I mean, I, I mean, it will I, not be I counted. I mean, I didn't buy the book. I don't. I don't. I don't really give a damn. I'm That's just saying that, that. 
please never do that again, Chris. From someone that is is not your biggest fan, but I am a fan, and please never get in there with hepatitis Nick Gage again. Oh, um, he said he's not gonna. He was like he wanted to do it, but I'm not doing it again. Like, apparently, it was God. his idea. Thank God, and may I never be in the same zip code as Nick Gage. Um. Anywho, anywho, look out, Banks, look out. I said that. <laughs> With that, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to plug some merch. McCarthy, you'll be back in about an hour, sir? Probably. Depending on what your schedule allows. I, I know, my good man. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, plug some merch. Or, uh, Mr. Napper, are you going to play that highlight now, or do you want to wait? Uh, uh, let's plug merch first. Okay, buddy. McCarthy, we'll see you in a bit. Okay. Take it away, virtual McCarthy. Oh, Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star. Somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater.
Like I said, count me or whatever. We're back. And welcome back, everybody, to the Turnbuckle on Heel Turn Wrestling, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions. Uh, Mr. McCarthy had other duties he's got to tend to. Uh, you said duty. <laughs> the adult okay. has left the room. We can be as crazy as we want to know. Okay, so, so McCarthy will be back in approximately an hour if his schedule allows. In case you're wondering what he's doing, he's doing some teaching now. Some teaching. He's taught all, all us so much, he's got to go teach other people. All right, so we talked about Chris Jericho and Hoobitude, and hope we hope to never see that again as far as modern-day matches go. Now let's talk. John Moxley, Darby Allen, and Eddie Kingston defeated 2.0 and Danny Garcia. Um, boy, does it feel like they lost Darby Allen to me now. What, what do you think? It just feels like they have no plan. No plan at all. Sting's just there. Yeah, I, I kind of don't get it at this point. Um, ever since the men of the men of the year stuff, it's like, okay, now what do we do? Because you can't really put him in the title picture, even though you probably should have a long time ago. You probably could put him back in the title picture for the TNT Championship, but I mean, would you really? take it off the guy that took it off him, I wouldn't do it. Um, I, I just, I don't know. They could maybe go for the tag team titles, but everybody would probably laugh at it because Sting would become a tag team champion and no disrespect to Sting, but nobody would probably take that seriously. I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time, I'm not everybody else. So, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing with Darby Allen or, to be frank, Sting. Because Sting's kind of, as you pointed out, he's kind of just there. He's not really wrestling any matches. He's the run-in occasionally when Darby Allen needs help. That's about it. He's he's not really doing anything. So what what do we do with these guys? Because at this point, I have no clue. Well, here's my here's my idea, and and let me let me pitch this to you and all the buckle brigade. I would have them go for the tag titles. I think that would be reminiscent of Hulk Hogan and Edge being tag champions. No one expects it to last long, but it's a nice feel good moment and gives Sting something to do. After that, again, after you have that, I don't know, month two tops run as, as tag title as tag champs, then you break them up and you have them have a feud. Can you imagine Sting and Darby Allen telling the story of them breaking up? How cool would that be? How cool would that be? Freaking awesome. It would be freaking awesome. Good to see you again, buddy. And it it, uh, it, it would be freaking awesome. So I think you do. I think you do have them be tag champs for a short run, month or two tops. And I'm not saying have them beat the Young Bucks or anything like that. Even though, frankly, you could. And and if anyone, if anyone could afford the loss, it'd be the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are widely considered, at least in AEW, to be the best tag team in the world. You know, they they put over an icon. They give Darby another set of belts. And like I said, you just a month or two run, 
and then somehow or another some miscommunication happens uh, down the line and they have issues and and then we're off to the races because then by May in the next Vegas pay-per-view I forget what the hell they called it uh double or nothing and you could have them do a huge singles match and have Sting have a singles match and with Darby Allen, where Darby Allen gets put over and wins, and then we move on Sting to other things and Darby to other things, like Darby in the world title picture and Sting had that teased feud with Archer and Jake Roberts all, all those months ago. That, that feels like a lifetime now. Like, there's plenty of stuff we can do for both gentlemen. Let's get to it. Let's let's tell the feel-good story. Dude. Like I said, Hulk Hogan and Edge were, were tag team. They became tag team champs on the 4th of July, for God's sake. Let's tell the story. Let's have the feel good. Look at Sting having one more run. And then all of a sudden, damn, Sting, you're taking my spotlight. Damn, Sting, you're 62 years old. Damn, Sting, your time is up. And we tell that incredible story. They go out there and have a 15, 20-minute match at whatever paper you want to have it at. And you blow the roof off just by the magical story. It could be Rock and Hulk Hogan-esque. What are we missing here? What are we missing? Do they maybe feel he can't do a singles match? uh, There's something that tells me Sting thinks he can do a singles match. But even if he can't, then let's bring back the cinematic garbage for one more night and, and tell the story anyway. You know, he wants he wanted his dreams to get in there with the Undertaker. And nobody on this planet loves the Undertaker more than I do, ladies and gentlemen. And if you say you do, I'll fight you for it. Secondly, that gives me the right to say this. He wants to get in there and have a one-on-one match at this stage with the Undertaker, but wouldn't feel safe enough with Darby Allen. You need your head examined. You need your head examined, my friend. Because all it would take is one slip of a choke slam, or whoops, I accidentally hit your head on that tombstone, and you're in trouble. You can much easier take a coffin drop, my guy. Come on, Steve. Come on. So that's what I would do. That's I, that's what I would do. I I don't. What 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 say you? What are your thoughts on that that I just pitched? I'm okay with it. I think they could definitely make it work. And as you pointed out, it, it sets up in the long term for them to both have something to do. Uh, because it is kind of ridiculous that they just randomly dropped the Lance Archer thing. Uh, and so they they need something because it seems like every storyline that they had set up for them, they've now recently dropped so uh, if that's the route they go, that's fine. And like you pointed out, the Young Bucks have the Charlotte Flair syndrome about them. If they lose, no one really cares. Like it, In the sense that it's not like if they lose, people are going to riot in the streets. Now, there's probably going to be some people that are going to riot in the streets, but they can afford to lose at this point. Especially given the fact they've held those belts for so long, people are probably praying and hoping at some point that they lose those belts. God, so I know I am. It's not like it's one of those where you just you never want to see them lose the belts. 
They're heels. People want to see them lose the belts, even if it's to a Darby Allen and a Sting. And funny, like that combination works because Darby's just crazy enough to do most of the crazy stuff for them, and Sting can just kind of help out. So, I'd be totally fine with that. Tag team champions, Darby and Sting, but they need a tag team name if that's the case. Well, we can we can sales pitch that sometime, but because here's my thing, Nabbert. Here's my thing: if Sting is not Darby's manager, like like Tully is for the Pinnacle, or Jake is for Lance, Sting is is kind of Darby's bodyguard that's still an active competitor. So therefore, you got to do something with him. Or if if Sting has had overall his overall. If he's not going to wrestle that regularly, meaning almost never, then then make him more of a manager role. And I, and I mean take off the face paint and, 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 and things like that, but instead you have Sting getting physical almost every freaking week. Then what are we building towards? What are we building towards? You have Sting just sitting there. Just sitting there. I mean, it's it's pretty outlandish to me. But we'll see what happens. What do you think about what, what's going on with Moxley and Eddie Kingston? At first, I really enjoyed it. Especially when they were going up against the Young Bucks, and I thought there was potential for them to take the belts off of them. Got old fast, didn't it? it yeah, it really did. And if the ultimate goal is not for them to take the belts off the Young Bucks... Um, why did we do this in the first place? Just throwing just a random question out there. Why? They're fun together. I, I wish they would maybe cut some more backstage promos and liven it up a little bit because I think that was kind of the magic of it all. Is they were just they're funny on the mic together. They haven't really done that lately. It's just kind of been match, 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 no real backstage segment. So it's kind of just like, oh, they're there again. Oh, there's Mox and Kingston again. Oh, there's Mox and Kingston again. Oh, my God, it's Mox and Kingston again. Holy crap. <laughs> they, they, they just need something to liven, liven it up. And, like, the whole tag team division in general in AEW, it, it's kind of funny because it was so highly touted in the very beginning. And I'm not saying that it's garbage, but... It's like we had so much plans for all of these tag teams, and now we've got nothing for most of them. Unless you're the Pinnacle, the Inner Circle, or the Young Bucks, we don't give a damn about you. Because, yeah, you'll have a match here and there, but there's no real feuds anymore with the rest of the tag teams. It's just you're kind of there. The Acclaimed, when the Acclaimed were more on TV. They had feuds. They were able to be heels, and it was kind of a little bit of a back and forth. Now it's like you got nothing with most of them. And so it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? Nobody has any idea. You're just having a match just to have a match, which, granted, some people probably enjoy, but I want a little bit of meat and potatoes with this stuff. I want a little bit of substance to this. Why are they having a match? Why are we really just throwing people together at this point and thinking that's going to be entertaining? Sometimes that is, but not always. 
Well, speaking of just having a match just because Christian Cage defeated the Blade, uh, I thought that was a good transition. Thanks for helping me out, brother. High five. Um, so, wait a minute. I just realized I can show off my certain bird in, in, in from the virtual land. Anywho, never mind. Uh, uh, never mind. Sorry, I got distracted. I would never do <laughs> Uh, I'll practice during the break. Uh, Anywho, uh, we had a match just to have a match between Christian Cage and the Blade. Here's another guy that that I don't know what they're doing. They're playing hokey pokey with him. Is he the number one contender? Or is Heyman Page the number one contender? Or is CM Punk the number one contender? Or is Daniel Bryan the number one contender? Napper, enlighten me. Hit me with something. Because it sure feels like Christian Cage is about to get a world title shot. Does it not? Not only does it feel like it, I would be pleasantly shocked if he doesn't. Uh, Yeah, it it really feels like that's where we're headed. The problem being, I really feel like it's about to be a hokey world title shot. Like, hokey-ass you-know-what. Because... I don't see them just giving him a title shot up up front. Something's going to happen. Either somebody's going to make a run in, Punk or Daniel Bryan debuts and beats the crap out of him. I don't know. Something to me is going to happen. Ric Flair debuts again and kicks him in the nuts again. (laughs) You know, because remember last time they got together, he turned on him out of nowhere. I told you that's a wrestle. This Friday you. night on Rampage. <laughs> I told you not to wrestle. I was surprised Rick didn't show up. I really thought he was going to show up, but no. did you think he was going to? I, I, I had it had some vibes to it to me that he might. Uh, so let's let's why why not? We're just we're just weighing it this week, folks. If you don't like that, you should. Um, so when do you think we might see Ric Flair in AEW if that's where he's heading? Uh, do we wait until? Does it happen at Rampage? Does it happen tomorrow? Does it happen at the next pay-per-view? Or or is he not going to make his first outside of WWE appearance in a decade for AEW? And does he show up for the NWA at NWA 73? What's What do you think the future holds, at least in the near future, for Ric Flair? When do we see him get back on the scene? I think it is going to be an AEW. I don't think it's going to be this week. I don't think it's going to be at Rampage. I think if they're smart, you book it for All Out. I understand they could do it for Rampage, and that wouldn't be a dumb idea, because as I pointed out to you, and we've kind of talked back and forth, with everything that reportedly they have signed and everybody that they've signed and all the different little surprises and nuances they could throw into this Rampage show... They have a distinct possibility of booking a show akin to Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. The reason I make that comparison is because that, in terms of live wrestling shows, is probably the most anticipated show in wrestling history right now. They have a potential with Rampage, for the very first Rampage, to book a show like that. Rick would be good for Rampage, but I think with Rick and who Rick is, I think it would be more of an impact 
<laughs> to put him on the all out show. Uh, you see, what I would do is, is I would save him for Rampage because, look, I hear you. And again, similar to Taker, nobody on this planet loves Ric Flair more than me. But I think I can be fair and objective and say that this is not Ric Flair of 30, 40, or even 10 years ago. This is Ric Flair now. So, And some of that has some of his – He's not as big of a deal, and what to the to the audience that AEW is trying to attract. And so, what I mean by that is, I don't know if you can get a bunch of yes, there is the occasional young guy like myself that I think Ric Flair is the greatest in ring rusher that's ever been on the planet. Period. Uh, that does not mean I think he's the goat. I can't decide that decision. But but when it comes to getting in the ring from a technician standpoint, I don't think there's ever been better, and I don't think there ever will be. That's a different topic for a different time. So, uh, my point being is that I'm an outlier. Not a young lot. A lot of young guys feel that way these days. A lot of people feel that way about Shawn Michaels. More and more feeling that way about Kenny Omega. If I'm being honest, or Chris Jericho. And so I think to get eyes on the product of, of what is likely going to be a lot of older eyes, a lot of past 30, a lot of perhaps past 40 gentlemen, I think you debut him at Rampage, and I think, and we'll talk more about what I'm about to suggest towards the end of the show, but I think if he's going to wrestle again, I think you book his first match for the next pay-per-view, and you get that older generation to shell out their 40 bucks because the reality is, is the young cats are going to shell out that 40 bucks anyway, because where is WWE? AW is, is catching slash caught slash maybe even slightly ahead in the 18 to 49 demo, which is the most coveted in the world, no doubt. But there is that demo of about 50 plus that, and that's where WWE uh, like, you remember how in the presidential elections they say so-and-so racks it up in these small counties? Like they said, President Trump racks it up in these small counties. Where WWE racks it up viewership-wise is that 50-plus. Look at If you ever look at the demographics and break down the entire ratings, and I know someone's going, he just got political. No, it's just a good analogy, you jackass. Uh, and so if you look at it, that's where they rack it up. That's where they make their hay, and that's the eyeball that AEW doesn't get. And yes, is it as valuable, I guess, to marketing folks? Maybe not, but it's still a valuable eyeball, and that's what Ric Flair can help you do. He can legitimize the company to those that don't love the indie darlings. So that's why I'd say if you're going to have him around, I would make it on your first... It's a big enough spot for Ric Flair to, to soothe his ego, but not a big enough spot where it's like, damn, we just shelled out this whole company to a 72-year-old. That's that's my thought. We'll we'll see what happens. Personally, I hope Ric Flair's first non-WWE appearance in a decade is at NWA 73 later this month. That's my hope. Hoping, come on. But we'll see what happens. We we shall see. We'll talk more about Ric Flair's future maybe in the ring at the end of the show. I, I know that sounds real funny to think about, but we'll have to talk about it. So, I think we've hit a nice segue. We're talking Rampage. Well, guess what? We've got our first match for Rampage. And that was Red Velvet coming on out and challenging Dr. Breaker, Britt Baker, DMD. Again, I can work on my finger. Um, 
And so I want your thoughts. What'd you think of this? I, I feel like this is going to be a popcorn fart. It, Brit can make this look good, but I got to be honest, I'm still not completely sold on Red Velvet. She's had some good matches here and there, not taking away anything away from her completely, but I don't, it just doesn't seem like if you're going to have the Women's Championship on Rampage, first time ever, this is the match you book. They can't use Nyla because they're probably going to use her for all out. But there had to be somebody they could have used that was not Red Velvet. It just seems random to me. I think that's why it's 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 confusing and like frustrating. It it seems random. Like why Red Velvet of all the women on the roster right now? She, I mean, she even pointed out she's been like honing. She's been in enhancement talent for who knows how long. Like, I was really surprised they actually even used that phrase, enhancement talent, on the show. But she's been enhancement talent for months now. Why her? Could that be, and purely speculating here, could that be a match that Britt Baker wanted? It could be. Very possible. You know, maybe they're maybe they're the best of gal pals because, let's be honest, AEW is much more open to, hey, I want to work with this guy. Hey, give this guy a shot. Hey, give this girl a shot. Hey, give this person a shot. That's why, all can aside, my thoughts on it completely aside for a second. That's why Nick Gage appeared. You can't tell me John Moxley didn't go, let's do something with him. He can, he can do something for us because they're friends. And AEW is much more open to that, where WWE goes, eh, we'll see, pal. Eh, maybe. Uh, but... That that's my thought. I'll tell you who I would who I would have, have done as a as a one off challenge on Rampage, and I don't know what kind of shape she's in right now, and I don't know what she's doing. She was on AEW for a very short time back in the beginning. Awesome Cone. That's who I would have gone with. I think she got I would, released. I I, I would have gone Awesome Cone a one off. You know, pop out either last week or this week. And go, I'm back. I decided I want the title, and 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 have her lose the match in pretty decisive fashion, even to make Britt Baker look like a big deal, because we know we're going to get Nyla Rose, and I ju- I just thought that would have worked. And so nothing gets Red Velvet. Hopefully, this is Red Velvet's coming out party, because I'm not the biggest Red Velvet guy, so I hope that she impresses me. Uh, like here's so- how bad it is for me. I almost would have preferred Jade Cargill. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd mind that either. I don't know what they're doing with, with Jade Cargill with these smart Mark Sterling and and weird-ass vignettes. Like, like, we've already had her on TV and tagging with Shaq. We don't need to establish her. She's been established. We need to figure out why we should take her serious. And the best way to do that is have her on live TV in front of a crowd. I don't I don't get that either. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on what they're doing with Jade Cargill? No, I'm in the same boat as you, and, like, at first, it's fine if you if you really want to build that up as being her character. But as you pointed out, okay, we've been kind of doing this for a couple months now, or at least a couple weeks. Can we go somewhere? Like like we keep saying, can we go somewhere with this, please? I'm all for waiting. And, you know, 
we have this conversation a lot when it comes to AEW that, you know, maybe we should wait a little bit longer and I should wait a little bit longer. But there are certain instances where it's like, all right, let's get the ball rolling here. You got plenty of time to build this up. Can we pull the trigger now? Because I can guarantee you it's not going to get any better. What, Like you pointed out, she had a match with Shaquille O'Neal on live television and won. What else do we have to do? I, I, I just, and like, like I pointed out, I would rather have her. Be, I, I think that would fit perfectly with what they're doing with her. She had to build her brand. Now she's coming back. How can she really build her brand? By being the AEW Women's Champion. There you go. Perfect segue. Now, it's not that hard to figure match. out, really, if you if you try hard enough. Uh, yeah, I I just I, I don't understand it. I don't get it uh, because she's got the look. We don't know if she's got the skill yet, but she can learn the skill. She certainly has. She certainly has the personality for it. And imagine the promos that those two could cut. I, oh, golly day! We'd have ourselves a good old fashioned cat fight. Oh, that would be that would be stuff. And hopefully, we 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 get that sometime. All right. So the elite destroyed Heyman Adam Page as Kenny Omega cut another cringy ass promo and God, this guy sucks on the mic. Um, I could cut a better promo on him any day of the week. I don't care what McCarthy says. Why I'm crying? I ain't shed a tear. Uh, what'd you think of this whole segment? I I don't like. Can we stop hobbitating either? We're getting. Because I know McCarthy says, well, there's time for a tournament. There's time to do this. But I don't know why we're playing hokey pokey with it. If you're going to book the match, book the match. Just book it already because it's not that hard. You should do it. Yeah. I understand the mindset of making the fans salivate for things. And that really kind of seems the direction they're trying to go. WWE does it a lot of the time, too. I understand the mindset, but there to me, there are certain instances where they do that and it just comes back to bite them in the ass because they just don't pull the trigger when they should. Very good example that you've brought up plenty of times on this show. MJF should have been champion a long flipping time ago. That promo was the best promo he has cut in AEW ever. Ever, and they wasted it. Of all the people that could have beat John Moxley, they had MJF, and they completely blew it. This is kind of the same thing. Like, you have the match. We know you're going to have the match at some point. We're not stupid. Why are we continuously putting it off? Especially because we've already done this. We've already put it off a couple times at this point. He's already had to wait through a couple different challengers. Why are we continuing to wait? And I get it. The potential of the signees that they've got rolling through the door. But dear God, how much longer does Hangman Page have to wait until he gets what I think he rightfully deserves? And that's the flipping title. It, it does nobody any favors at this point. It's not doing Kenny any favors because, as you pointed out, he's cutting cringy-ass promos. 
this entire segment to me was cringy. Even the beatdown was cringy. Like, they beat him up, and then they stopped, and then they beat him up again, and then he made some weird remark about the title and then smacked him with it. Well, it just it just feels like these last few weeks, the elite have gone back to their worst selves back when they were the hottest thing in indie wrestling. They, they do every every wink to the inside baseball part of the business. You know, Luke Gallows has got a robe on and, 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 and things of that nature. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega's wearing a cookie monster shirt, which obviously is a, a pun for CM Punk and, and just uh the Hawaiian shirt Carl Anderson's got on, which is Bray Wyatt. Like, can we stop playing? Uh, can, I don't know why they act like they're back on the indies. You're in a major, major promotion that is fighting for relevancy and fighting for media space with WWE, and you guys are playing basketball like your Space Jam. Like, what is? What are we doing? Uh, like there's a beautiful story to be told with Heyman Page. There's even a great story to be told with Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. Because let's be honest, like taking away my my dislike of Kenny Omega as a personality, I've never denied his talent. Any of those three matches can kill it. Except his can absolutely skills. kill it. Say that again. I said except his mic skills. Oh, they suck ass. They suck absolute ass. They, they, they are the, they are, I mean, it's, it is awful. It is awful. It, it, he is, I mean, he's worse than Roman Reigns back when he didn't have Heyman. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, he, he's, he's that bad. Because at least Roman would occasionally surprise you with a decent promo or knowing when this is enough remember the iconic moment after WrestleMania 33, he comes out there and gets booed out of the building for five minutes and said, this is my yard now. And it was the greatest promo he's cut is any sort of a face in his history. And Kenny Omega's never had that moment. Kenny Omega's never had a moment where you went, man, he really just nailed that verbally in the ring. Hard to touch. He's going to go down again, taking my bias out of it. If he has a decade, uh, another decade of great hits, meaning in the ring, he's in that same breath as Chris Jericho. He's in that same breath as Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair or guys like that. My criticism has has always been it's too soon to say he's there. He's got to do it for an extended period of time in a major market without broomsticks and blow-up dolls and children and making a mockery of the business. Um, it, it just, I've never taken away his talent. I never will. It's just, if you're going to tell the story, tell the story. I think Tony Khan and company are trying too hard to swerve us or make us salivate. Like at this point, at, at this, it's like you ever try to convince somebody to do something and you have to go around 45 minutes to just get them to do it. And then by the time they'll begrudgingly do it, you're like, I don't care if you do it or not. You ever have that? Oh yeah, definitely. And by the time that, ha- by the time it takes that, like you get your desired result, but it took you 45 minutes to an hour or what, or maybe days and weeks, depending on what it is. 
And by the time they finally agree, fine, we'll do this, or we'll go here, or oh, fine, I'll do this, or I'll try that, you're like, I don't care if you ever do it again. I Whatever, right? That's We're on the verge of getting there with me, at least, for Hangman Page. Because, yes, McCarthy's right. The story would be golden, and they were they were well on their way to making me put some serious egg on this ugly face. And guess what? They are mucking that up left and right to the point that, fine, if you do it, great. That's what you should have done. But it shouldn't have taken all the, all, all the hokey pokey to, to get to it. it. Don't ruin this good story. I hope tomorrow we see them kind of correct this. We shall see. We shall see. Miro defeated Lee Johnson for the AWTNT Championship. Of course, he retained it. Uh, anything to say here? I thought this was going to be a squash match and was pleasantly surprised that it really wasn't. They At first, it seemed like it was going complete squash match city. And I got to give him credit. They let Lee Johnson have a little bit of moment to shine in this before he ended up getting beaten. So... Good on them for kind of flipping the switch on this a little bit. I think that was the right call. And the question becomes, who the heck can beat Miro? Because I don't think it's going to be Lance at this point. Uh, like I, I can't think off the top of my head, unless it's a returning Kip Sabian, who is it? I, I, don't, I don't know. But maybe that's where... Because let's be honest, maybe maybe that's where Daniel Bryan fits in. Because Daniel Bryan, I truly believe, and I don't have anything to confirm this, but I do not see CM Punk working every Dynamite, every Rampage. I think CM Punk is coming in there. And I don't want to say a Brock Lesnar schedule, but how about a Randy Orton schedule? where he's there a lot, but he's going to have periods where he's really not. You know, like we just saw with Randy Orton until last night, where he had about six weeks off, even though he was in Riddle's heart for damn sure. Um, And I think that's the schedule that CM Punk is going to work in. I think he won't come in and be a full-fledged part-timer like a Taker or a Brock because he made a lot of comments about part-timers on his way out the door. And so I think he wouldn't do that, at least to start. But I can't see CM Punk working every rampage and every dynamite because I don't think, and maybe he re, maybe he fixes this, maybe he refalls in love with it. But I don't think CM Punk loves wrestling right now. I think CM Punk has tried other ventures like UFC that didn't really pan out. He's tried some comic books. He's done some some acting and some kind of B movies. If you you know straight to DVD and things of that nature. And I don't think that any of it has taken off like he wanted it to, especially his UFC career. Uh, well, I should say his MMA career. It doesn't matter probably what company he works for. But And I, I don't think those things really worked out. And then he kind of came back and did backstage. And I thought he, I think he thought that would make a big, bigger ripple effect than it did because it got us talking backstage for like two weeks on this show. And that was that was about the extent of it. Uh, now, some of that is because we have so much content we have to cover, but because can you really watch a studio show about a, a a studio show about a predetermined sport? That's tough to sell me on, even with CM Punk. 
I don't think, and again, he very well could re-fall in love with it in AEW, and I hope he does, but I don't think that CM Punk is coming back to wrestling because he's refound his love of the game. I think other things haven't worked out, and he kind of misses it, and he knows he can make buku money, and 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 ch- he knows that he can change the world, that he can he can get people to talk about wrestling just like he did after the pipe bomb promo. It'll be on the same breath, especially if he brings a similar promo. It'll be on the same breath, but I don't think he's starting out thinking I love wrestling. Can't wait to be back. I think he's like, well, this hasn't worked out. This hasn't worked out. And they're offering me a crap load of money to come in and do this on a pretty, on a somewhat probably limited basis. Where in comparison, because here's my point, because this does go back to the TNT championship. In comparison, Daniel Bryan loves the game. Daniel Bryan loves the game. He doesn't care if it's 50 people or 50,000. He doesn't care if it's bingo holes or if it's going to be the New York Stadium that AEW is going to play here in, uh, in, in next month. He does not care. I'm sure he's thrilled with it. I'm sure he's honored to have been a part of WrestleMania. But overall, he loves the game. And so maybe Daniel Bryan is better fit for now to be that guy that comes in and maybe knocks off Miro. And they have a kind of a – and they have a run and and have a feud. And maybe, maybe that's where he best fits because – if you put CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in your world title picture to start, that's awful crowded. That's awful crowded. So what do you think about Daniel Bryan maybe being that guy to, to beat Miro? I think it fits. Uh, especially with the character. You know, don't necessarily know the type of character that Bryan's going to bring into AEW, but I assume it's something akin to what he was doing in WWE. So if that's the case... Yeah, it works, and I think that, you know, it's going to be a great match, and that in itself should be reason enough to do it. But, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, let's move it on. Layla Hurst defeated the Bunny. Uh, this was really – this match was truly irrelevant because they were just trying to sell – they were just trying to sell you on – Layla Hirsch can somehow beat Camille for the NWA championship. Again, this is where uh, the NWA Women's Championship, pardon me. This is where they have a better deal. Um, they have a better deal than Impact does because the NWA is mentioned and promoted and, and, and cared about. Thoughts on this match, Mr. Napper? Well, at least the NWA got mentioned. Uh, I will say the Impact Tag Team Championships did get mentioned with that backstage promo with the Elites, so I guess there's a little bit of something for Impact. But, yeah, to me, this was a filler match, which is kind of weird because it was a number one contendership match. Um, I'm sorry, I I don't buy it. Nothing against Layla Hirsch, but I just... I just can't buy it. It, it should be a good match, and I, I, I'll probably be pleasantly surprised with it, but in terms of, like, star power or just overall just excitement, not something I really care about. I would have really probably preferred they go some other route 
And to be fair, the bunny really wouldn't have done much for it anyway either. Yeah, it, it felt it, it felt like and two turds, and that's a bad analogy. But they picked the bottom of the barrel at this point in terms of AEW women's division. Yeah, it, it did. It, I don't. I don't understand, frankly, why Thunder Rosa wasn't in this match. She's now an AEW signed competitor, but has strong, strong ties to the NWA. At one point, was the NWA Women's Champion. Like, I don't understand why she wasn't in this match, even if you just still went Layla Hirsch. And, and I'm about to sound like an out-of-touch old-school boomer here, but Layla Hirsch is too small for me to give a damn. She's barely above the ropes. It'd be the equivalent of me getting in the ring size-wise. I don't care how well-stacked you are. You're a well-stacked five-foot-nothing. And the problem is, like, We've seen people who are basically her size in the ring before. Great example, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, or or in the or in a women's realm, Alexa Bliss. But she doesn't. She shouldn't try to be a grappler. I, yeah, I, I really believe that. She does not present well as a grappler for that exact reason. She is too damn small. Her gimmick is that she can be some legit ass kicker. You are five foot nothing, honey. Like God bless you. And I'm not. I'm not saying that she can't be successful. And but like holy her, crap, it's not ever going to work with well, with. It's not ever going to work with trying to be AEW's Ronda Rousey or something. No, no, and that, that's the biggest problem is she's trying to be this technical wrestler. It's like no. Yeah. No, I need to see you doing like drop kicks and like off the top rope and stuff like that. Uh, Alexa Bliss is extremely small, about the same height, like five foot one, whatever she is. But her her gimmick is not based on she can go in the ring. Her gimmick is not based on she can kick your ass. Even pre even pre Bray Wyatt days, it was never based on that. It was that. She was cunning and she's cerebral and she can figure out a way to beat you despite her size. It was never, well, she can kick your ass just like Shayna Baszler can. Like, and that's that's what kills me about Layla. It's not that you can't go if you're five foot nothing. That's not true. It's that that's got to play into your gimmick and you can't ignore that. And the you whole, like, we've, we've said this sentence before suspension disbelief. I'm sorry, but if I'm that size and I try to go up to a good comparison would be her to Omos, Rita Omos. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get squashed. Yeah. You, Literally, and, he's going and to you step looked at, on me. And then they had the visual of, and I understand it was to promote Camille and promote the NWA. And, and God knows I love that. Like, God knows I'm, 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 I'm the biggest NWA truther on this show. But the visual told you the exact opposite of what you wanted. I laughed. The, yeah, the visual goes, who the hell wants to see this? Like, it looks like Hulk smash. Puny human. Like, it just doesn't. And Camille wore, like, wore those big boots just to make it even more, like, intimidating. Which was like, even it, funnier. It just doesn't work. Like, nobody can tell me otherwise. I don't care if Layla shocks us and has the greatest match of her life. Then I'm I'm pissed because how is Camille struggling like this against 
Layla Hirsch, number one gimmick doesn't fit. Number two doesn't have pedigree because, like, when is she? When has she ever been taken that seriously in AEW? She's never gone up to Nyla Rose and whipped her ass. It, it just doesn't work for me, brother. Like, I under like the one thing the NWA and Billy Corgan can be proud of is they're getting far more promotion even now than overall impact is. So that's it. That's the one bonus. It does get your it does get your product on what is far more eyes. I'm not going to deny that, but it makes people go. And I, and I know better because, you know, I watch the NWA, but it makes people go that don't watch the NWA. God, that's what they're down to. That's that's what they're down to. We're doing this. And that's not true. Like, that, that's not a good representation of, of, of Nick Aldis. That's not a good representation of Tim Storm. That's not a good representation of so many great people that come in and out of that company and put on a pretty damn good product, all things considered. So yeah, I just it does the it does the job of getting your eyes on the product, and that's that's commendable. There's no denying AEW draws more, but it doesn't showcase the best of your product, and that's a problem to me. Anywho, let's talk now about the main event. Malachi Black defeated Cody Rhodes in a squash match, reminiscent of Brody Lee, to be quite frank with you. And here's where I got a little like. Cody, why are you teasing retirement? We all know you're just going to go film the Go Big Show Season 2. You're not retiring. You're in the prime of your career. You haven't had an injury. I thought this is... I mean, this is his, like as unbelievable at this point, his health issues aside now. But this is the equivalent of Terry Funk saying I'm retired. Like, you can't buy it because it just doesn't make any sense. Cody, you're in the prime of life. And, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna think about quitting because I got my ass handed to me by Malachi. But now let me, let me focus on the positives, then I'll go to you. That's how it should have went down in terms of the match. Like, it made, it made Black look like a big damn deal because he owned Cody. It was similar, very similar to Brody Lee. And that was great, and it was surprising. I thought Malachi might win, but it'd be one of those titanic struggles. Maybe Arn gets involved because that's how this all started. And I thought Malachi would kind of win hooker by crook. Instead, Malachi has a coming out party as Malachi Black. And that's how it should go, and I got to commend Cody for that. But then you muck it up entirely for me, not the match, but like, why... Why are you teasing that you're going to retire when we we know damn well, number one, you're probably going to go film the Go Big Show, which is the last time you teased you were going away. We walked, out, walked you out with a coffin, and all of a sudden you're Superman. Anybody remember that, Cody Rhodes? Uh, and and just, just I, you know, I think a simple beat down to where he can't and, and stretcher him out would have worked better than I'm teasing retirement and cutting this – teary-eyed, long, drawn-out promo that didn't hit for me because I know it's a crock because nobody that isn't 40 is not going to think about wrestling as far as retirement goes unless they have a, a myriad of health issues, and he does not. So what were your thoughts on the match, and what were your thoughts on the what I thought was the hokey retirement angle? I'll start with the match. I definitely agree with you. I think just simply because of the way that he can hit Black Mass, 
that's the way to do that match because he can just beat the crap out of you out of nowhere. And that's kind of who he is as a character. So I thought it fit. I agree. Um, promo. Gotta agree. I, I don't get it. I don't understand why. Um, the beginning part of that, before he starts getting really teary-eyed and then taking off his boot, I, like to me, that's a promo you cut when the lights go out. Or when the lights go down, show's over. You cut a promo to the crowd, as they always do. Thanking you for coming to the show. Crap like that. Not during the show and then making it seem like you're retiring. To be honest, I kind of feel like that's a slap in the face to guys that did retire. Granted, Undertaker did the same exact thing, kind of, and then came back and said it. Would you mind your damn business? We are talking about Cody here. This is, what are you doing? No. To be fair, I mean, he set his boots on, like, fire or, you know, hit him with a lightning bolt, so it's it's different. Um, well, it's different because he's had to think about it for a long time and really thought he was. And he's 50, so yeah, he's he's, he's It is that. different. Undertaker it's... meant it at the time, and he means it now. He's just wrong both times. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it just felt so out of place because, as you said, like we know why you're leaving. We know you're leaving at some point. It, it's not... In this day and age, I feel like that's a stupid promo to cut because of the fact that, unfortunately, because of dirt sheets, because of Meltzer and so on and so forth, we already know about the inside baseball at least a little bit, or at least fans think they do. We already have an inkling of what's going to happen. Why are you trying this? Especially because the the big... the. The big season, or whatever the show is called, I forget. Yeah, the, the Go Big Show. Go like, big I'm show. pretty sure that's what he's being written off for for another six weeks, like well, he did last. Year. Like, it, it's not going to take him on to film it. You you could have you could have just had him beat the hell down, like to the point of I mean, blood everywhere, and people got to come stop Malachi, and and then I th- I think they didn't do that because we've already seen that. In a- in a little bit of a sense. I really get the feeling they didn't want to go too close to Brody Lee. You said it it seemed like it was Brody Lee-esque. I think that's why they didn't do it. I think it's because they didn't want to be reminded too much of that Brody Lee beatdown, only because it's Brody Lee and everything that that now represents and the sadness behind it and so on and so forth. They really they just didn't want to be that similar to Brody Lee's uh, beatdown. And and I, and I hear you on that. I, I I really do. I hear you on that. But but I but I think you could have gotten away from that if you went further. Like I said, open him up. In the words of Vince McMahon, uh, and you can say, well, you don't want to do that on TV. You just had a death match uh, that shouldn't have aired. So like, yeah, and you had. Co- um, what last week you had? Who was it? Dax or uh, Wheeler that basically was gushing out of his arm? Yeah, like so. Bust Cody open. You know, obviously he'll bleed, but but bust him open. Let him get his 
pretty much his ass beat Ric Flair style and make him look like, oh my God, he it looks like a bazooka has gone off in his face. And then, it, like I said, Ric Flair style, because there's certain moments of his career, that's how Ric looked. And, and then guess what? That's believable in terms of, all right, we're going to write you off six weeks. Because that's, that's one thing that Brody Lee didn't really do. Yeah, they had the coffin thing and all that, but I'm talking about make us a little uncomfortable. Make us go, damn. He just got killed out there. Somebody stopped the damn match. Uh, you know, that's that's what I'm talking about. Is that, that's what I think you should have went with, but that's just me. Uh, we're, we're approaching the uh, the top of the hour, so what we're going to do is, uh, Mr. Napper, I think now is a good time to play that ASWA clip. You want to tell the folks about it, and then when we come back, we'll talk some NXT. Sounds like a beautiful plan. So... We have a little bit of a fun little clip for you because over the weekend, Mr. McCarthy and I had the absolute pleasure of attending one ASWA Rebirth. Uh, ASWA is a uh, wrestling promotion based out of Mansfield, I believe. I don't know. I think that's where they're based out of. Um, they had a they had their very first show in eighteen months, as we've all had to wait through this pandemic and still seem to have to wait through this flipping pandemic. But anyway, McCarthy and I were on commentary and uh, it got pretty fun. So fun, in fact, that we had a little bit of a surprise that not even Jason and I knew about. And he comes right in on perfect time as we show what happened because it was beautiful. He's just taking all the time he can, making sure he gets his breath back. Yes, he should. Uh, he should. That's smart wrestling. Oh, my. He leads suicide to the outside on J.J. DeVille. Pummeling J.J. DeVille after contact. The crowd is fully behind the hometown hero. Wait, wait, wait. Is Look up towards the ramp. Oh, my God. Is that Madman Fulton? That's Madman Mad Fulton. Oh, my God. He is here. He's going after Jimmy Lee. That is a monster of a man. Wait a minute. Is he happy to see him? Is, yeah, is he here to say hello? Or is he here to devastate the dreams of the living nightmare? I think the living nightmare is not. There we go. Oh, There's your answer. Hold him down by his hair. I can't believe what we just saw. Madman Fulton is here in ASWA. I don't think Jimmy seems to care too much about losing the match. Jimmy Lee has body slammed Madman Fulton right at the entranceway. This oh, he's going back for JJ. Pandemonium. The living nightmare has been bamboozled by Madman Fulton. I can give it to you. Um, that's fair. But, I, but but you know what I figured out in this show, and I'm going to point this out live on the air, Mr. McCarthy. With your newfound duties, you know what I got to start doing? What? Putting AEW at the end of the show. Mm, yeah, that would probably yeah. be helpful. Yeah, I think we have to do that all over again. Are you kidding? <laughs> what did you do, producer? Uh, I messed up again. 
Oh, come on, man. Well, it came through. Do we have to do again? All of it. All of it? No. That was from the heart. No. Look. Oh, my God. ASWA was a great event. Rebirth was fantastic. October 9th, Shocktober. Go check it out. Get your tickets now. Go to ASWALive.com right there. You'll be good to go. Can't do that all again. We only got an hour. And uh, just, just throwing it out there. You may or may not see new champions crowd crowned at an ASWA event in the future. Because it's crazy. Anything can happen yeah. in the ASWA. Even that and ending that, was really And, and when they want us to commentate, that tells you the kind of company they are. <laughs> Dude, so, 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 they are they the most you? legit what if indie promotion I've ever been involved with any way, shape, or form as far as production or talent. What they feed you? I'm, I'm curious. What I miss me pizza. a lot. One cool, slice cool. of pizza? I don't think he missed that. Like, it was totally cool that we didn't have to pay for it. I am not complaining. But, I mean... Well, that was not the highlight. The highlight was calling the action live in front of people, even though it's not live when we play it on Friday. But we were there. We were telling the story for you viewers at home that either missed it or loved it so much that you want to see it again. What is it? When do we release that again? I forget. Friday the 13th, August, or August 13th at 7 p.m. Isn't there the, something before that? The 30 for 30 that Debbie did score 30 former alumni here at a high media school is going to do is her 30 for 30 that she did on the ASWA, which should have clips. I think from the tryout that you guys did, or that we all three of us were at nice is probably going to be in there. So check mm. it out. Definitely. Cause we're in it, or at least McCarthy's probably in it. I was amazing for a 37 year old dude that hadn't been in the <laughs> ring in 12 years. <laughs> 73 12 years, years. Oh, no, wait, still has sex appeal. Time that, sorry. 12 years, though? I mean, it I was... Mean, it was technically, we're in the ring recently. I mean... So it can't okay. be 12. You liar. Oh, okay, 11 years and 364 days. Okay, whatever. But anyway, that is going to debut at 6.30. So that's first, and then ASWA Rebirth is on after that. And you can check out that Mad Men Fulton clip again that none of us had any idea was going to happen and check it out all over again. And watch the ending because the ending was pretty cool too. And then, and then, sorry, Logan, you can watch AEW Rampage at 10. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> How about you go to hell, McCarthy? It's what you can do. Yeah. All right. In fact, no more, no more, no more dynamite. We don't want you to talk right. about it anymore. So, dynamite. This is egregious. But, but, what, but what we'll start doing because of your newfound, uh, your newfound duties as the as the Bruiser Nation leader and one of the leaders of OMS, I'll do you a favor and I'll put AEW the last hour, and and we, we can again. chat about it. At least that'll at least that'll that'll save you from talking a whole lot of raw. Yeah, I like that idea because I'm not really ashamed to say I watched it really cool ninja movie i saw some of it but i tuned out sorry i read the results though it's fine it wasn't a bad show eh. it, it really wasn't it it really wasn't a bad show but you're just you're just a jerk anywho we got to move on to other shows so yes check out the aswa and hopefully we'll all be there 
for Shocktober. But let's talk WWE NXT. Uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Dexter Loomis in the Love Her or Lose Her match. But no matter what, Love Conquered All is Index Lives On after a makeout sesh. Mr. Napper, did you see this one? I did. And it was very weird. And yet I was highly entertained. Me too. I, I don't know why, but I was. And I'm happy. Index lives. But I'm, I was confused and conflicted. It was just weird. But I was God, sorry. I it was so it. awesome. God, God, I loved it. I, I mean, I just thought, man, this is a cool-ass soap opera story right here. Because, look, Love Conquers All. Look, I mean, I know McCarthy doesn't really buy that. He'd rather watch the Elite play basketball Space Jam. But uh, Love Conquers All. Uh, look, <laughs> Long Live Index is what I say to you. But let's let's talk about the match. What'd you think of the match? And I'm going to ask you, Napper, where do you think this is going? Do we get a big time Dexter Loomis push, especially considering all the changes that are happening in NXT potentially beginning tonight? I really enjoyed the match. I didn't think they were going to go the direction of Gargano straight up winning, even though they still kept Index around and let it be a thing, but... Um, I do hope this is a big push for Dexter Loomis. They, they've needed to do that for a long, long time now. The only thing that if that's the case, they're going to have to start doing, they really got to work on his expressing a little bit more. I don't have a problem if they don't want, and Indy could really probably help with that. I don't have a problem if they don't want him to cut a promo, but it, <laughs> they've got to still yeah, find right. ways, like with the pictures that he was doing and the drawings, that's got to be more prevalent than ever. Because if he's going to go into a big-time feud, that's that that's got to be the way that he expresses himself if they don't want him to talk. And at, at some point, I would be surprised if they don't want him to talk. I don't remember what he sounds like in an Impact. I'd have to go back and actually watch those shows. I didn't think he was ever that bad at cutting promos. I don't right remember, though. What the world needs now. <laughs> love, sweet love. Mr. McCarthy, what do you think of Index living on in all of our hearts? I dig it, man. It had me hooked. That match was legit, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of nice. And, and it paid something off. I mean, that's the main thing. We like, yeah, it was a great moment. We all enjoyed it. The match was legit. But at the end of the day, it paid off a story they were telling. And they did it well. They love, did. Sweet love. So I, I yes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You damn right. You won't see that on AEW. Good stuff, pal. Good, good stuff. Like you might you might see the alien in Orange Cassidy if he'd ever care. Well that- that would be pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I would love to see Do them go that route. I mean, they'd have some weird, weird scene because TNT goes all the way. I mean, can you, can you see them? <laughs> you asked. Can you see them? Can you see them, let's just say, loving each other in, the, in a spaceship or something? McCarthy said they're put, they're put hands in each other's pockets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden... 
<laughs> no, I can't go there. <laughs> I can't go there. Commercial nope. break is what happens after that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, God, I have to move along. Where's my rundown? And then we'll return with two different people. <laughs> All right. Carrion uh, Cross again provokes Samoa Joe. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, well, just picture the pockets and you'll go where you, you get where I'm going. <laughs> but I can't go any further. All right. Carrying Cross again provokes Samoa Joe. Someday when we get off school on air, I'll be glad to share the rest of that story with you. What do you think of Carrying Cross again provoking Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe going ham on those security guards? And then he choked out. I mean, he looked like a man possessed. What do you think, Mr. McCarthy? I think it's uh, been a good angle so far. It's nice to see this Samoa Joe. Like, yeah, of course it's Samoa Joe, and he's an enforcer, and like you expect him to like be able to beat up everybody. But when you're the enforcer, you really don't get to do that. Like, it's your job to make sure that William Regal doesn't get hurt. You can't just randomly beat on people. And for Samoa Joe, it's not fun. At least the Samoa Joe that we enjoy. That's not fun. So it was nice to see him tear loose and suffocate some young up-and-coming talents as he tries oh so hard to wish, get to I bet they wish they were Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet they, I bet they wish they had the Stan treatment instead. Yeah, probably. I just kicked Stan. I just kicked Stan. So my my question to you, you fine gentlemen, is is this. Uh, is it pretty obvious that Smojo is going to be a three-time champ? Probably. Yeah, pretty much. I'm cool with that, though. I am, too. Samoa Joe. It's fine. <sighs> the only problem, I, like you pointed out, it's a good storyline. When's takeover? What, two weeks from now or a week from now? It's a week from Sunday. Okay. I would have had Joe not sign that contract to be a talent again until this week. But then he can't beat people up the following week. I understand that. But I kind of feel like they're running the course at this point and running out of ideas. Because, like, to me, I don't know. With me, I would have probably preferred they do it to where he beats people up next week. And then that's the last thing that we see. Whereas now it's kind of like, okay, it's been this cat and mouse thing back and forth for, like, two weeks. Now I just really want to see the match. But I still got to wait a couple weeks for the match. But... But there's one more wrinkle here. Okay. To keep you entertained. I'm not it's not saying I'm not entertained, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Um William Regal has to suspend Samoa Joe for a week. Has to. It's William Regal, just because they're friends. He calls it because he attacked the security guards. But suspend for that? I thought it was just refs. I think they I thought it was just refs. Shouldn't it just be anyone that gets assaulted by a pro wrestler in storyline? That wrestler should probably get suspended. So it's consistent. Don't you remember the business meeting about sports entertainer, pal? They don't care. 
Uh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you forget we were in a backstage we meeting about security guards. <laughs> if they, they get will, their ass kicked, no one cares. They will they will run you over. <laughs> I like no. how they told the camera people that too. Yeah. I laughed. Jimmy almost got his <laughs> I know he did, because he wasn't paying attention. <sighs> It'll be quick out there. Moving on. Wait, where was I going with this? I, <laughs> I have sorry. no idea. I was just letting you do your thing. I'm sorry. Wait, I got you wait. sidetracked. Wait. Oh, yeah, the wrinkle. Yeah, the, wrinkle. the security So Samoa Joe it will get suspended. He won't be there tonight. So Kerry and Cross can jaw Jack and talk some smack a little bit like most heels do. Where's Scarlet? I don't know. Vacation? I'd go on vacation with her anytime. I don't know. Carrion scares me. But yeah, same. We didn't say he was involved. Yeah. If he finds out. I didn't didn't say that she was technically that involved. I said vacation. You people assume that I would do something wrong. Next, you're going to be like, I'm already broken. Who cares? (laughs) Didn't we have this conversation last week? If he suplexes me, maybe I'll be fixed. Maybe. Maybe. Has medical science tried that? It's true. I got. It's true. I already got a brain issue. What more can you do to me, Carrion? Look, I'm. If they have, we, I want video. I we, want we, can, we, look, we can have a whole new game of TikTok if y'all catch my drift. We can volunteer. Anywho. We can start with boots to the face. We can record it, well, and be- we can say we're doing it for medical science. Well, you boys are into something weird. I, I have no idea what's going on. Why are boots to the a, face? I don't have that issue. Because <laughs> uh, you, you never know weird. what I'm might fix more... it, so you got to work from the top down. <laughs> no. so I'd like a more pleasurable vacation, if I'm being honest with you. I'd like a more pleasurable vacation, thanks. So anyway, I don't know what you guys are into. Back to the, <laughs> back uh, to the I wrinkle. Um, I guess, um, McCarthy, you're into some weird stuff, buddy. That's all right. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. All right, so Roderick Strong defeated Bobby Fish in what would be Bobby Fish's final NXT match, at least for, I'm not going to say ever, but for the foreseeable future, it certainly is, as he's uh, currently working that unemployment line. And uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this? The Diamond Mind getting the W, uh, which is pretty much the core if the Undisputed Era is Nexus. Uh, And... My dog says hi. She's downstairs, by the way. That's how piercing that is. She's downstairs. Downstairs. All right, anywho, what do you think of that? The Diamond Mine getting the W. What do you think of the Diamond Mine? And what do you think of this being the final match of Bobby Fish's NXT career? At least for now, you never know what the future holds. You have the floor. Me? Oh. All right. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm kind of sad that Bobby Fish is gone. He was always good talent. He always got people to punch him in the face. Like, legit punch him in the face. How many times did he have a it's broken... It's the beard. He is just, it the beard? He just looks punchable. Or he looks like he always wants to fight. Because he does? Yeah. But that's why he gets punched. Because they're like, oh, he must want to fight. So mm, That's fair. Like, probably why Seamus gets a broken face. Because, you know, beard... Thanks. Now I want to see that match, and I'm not gonna. Sorry. I thought we were friends. Imagine, I. That's fair. That slugfest. I mean, 
Bobby Fish wasn't, he didn't get to show much charisma if he had much to begin with. Couldn't, he was always in the shadow of Adam Cole. They all were. It's good that the Diamond Mine got a victory, but it's sad that Bobby Fish is gone. Yeah, he was. He had very unfortunate timing with his injury because as soon as the Undisputed Era split, you had Roddy, you had O'Reilly, you had Cole that all had a chance to show the personality. He never really got that chance. Well, that's one of those, re- for that reason, that's one of those releases that you can connect the dots. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're hurt all the time. Sorry. Like, you don't even need the budget cut excuse. Say, like, dude, you are hurt all the time. Thank <laughs> you for everything you've done in that ring, but you just can't afford to keep paying these medical bills, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we got to live up to our independent contractor status, pal. It's <laughs> 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 uh, a horrible joke. Uh, what do you it, think of the What do you think of the Diamond Mine, McCarthy? You know, the, the like I said, I kind of compare it to the core after Nexus. What do you think of the Diamond Mine? I mean, it is kind of. I just. The problem is it got shorter or smaller. Well, and let's just be honest. It's Roderick Strong, man. Like, it's a better face. This is weird. It was okay with Undisputed Era because he had other people to play off of. But now he's the leader of a heel group. But, dude, you're like a natural face. Like, what are you doing? But I'm kind of into it. It's not like the end of the world. I want to see where it goes. Hopefully it gets some kind of shot in the arm at this point. Since, as you said, they're down a member because Bobby Fish is no longer with the company. No, I was talking about Tyler Rust. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bobby Tyler Fish Rust wasn't a member. Got, I got wild. confused. Okay. Yeah, Tyler right. Rust got released. Okay, that's... Let's be fair Who's here. Right. Hold on here, boys. I, I, I'm thirsty. I don't know. There you go. Cheers. Let's see what pops up first. An actual diamond mine? Or. I'm actually afraid first of all, what pops up when you, when you search that. Do I type diamond mine into Google? Yeah. Find out. I've, I've heard of some places. Well, I mean, diamond mine NXT is a top search, apparently. But well, I'm yeah, just going to add NXT well, to well, it. Well, but I didn't do that. Google did that. Okay. Well, it's, okay? well it, I'm it's, gonna hit just Diamond Mine. Well, let's let's be honest here. Um, let's be honest. Yeah. NXT is more relevant than AEW because it's for the WWE. Uh, a few comments here uh, that, that I, I I now see. Uh. We got asked, will Kurt Angle join AEW? I don't think so. He said he'd take about $10 million for a match with Kenny Omega. There's not a whole lot left for Kurt Angle to do uh, at this stage. And uh, it looked to me like he doesn't have it anymore, if I'm being completely frank. Don't get me wrong. He didn't look like he was, again, there's a difference between I don't have it anymore and I'm embarrassing myself. There's a, there's a, we're not, he didn't look like he was embarrassing himself, but he didn't look like Kurt Angle, if that makes sense. And uh, so I don't think he's going to go to AEW. What do you guys think? McCarthy, you're the AEW expert. What do you think? Any chance we see Kurt Angle working for Tony Khan? I don't think so. Not at that price. It's a lot. It's like I, a mean, lot. I mean, I mean, Tony's got a lot of money. 
Yeah, but he's paying a lot of dudes right now. Um, uh, the next comment was, I don't like Daniel Bryan. Why? Why don't you what? like Daniel Bryan? Oh, why? Like, they, he's one of the few that all three of us agree oh, on. And we on, have more differences on. than any candidate of the last five presidential elections. Um, so we have a lot of differences on what works for wrestling. And, and I have to, of course, I, I have to, of course, get to get to Samuel Clark. Samuel, brother. That's here's Samuel's comment. We already have to pretend that he didn't come out of retirement and impact back in 2010. Why ruin your legacy? Of course, you're talking about the one and the only the old 16 time himself, Ric Flair. Ric Flair can't ruin his legacy. He's Ric Flair. Chris Jericho can't ruin his legacy. He's Chris Jericho. We don't talk about Willie Mays falling down in the outfield for the New York Mets. Nobody thinks a Babe Ruth is a Boston Brave. Nobody does. Nobody thinks of Brett Favre as a Minnesota Vikings. We mention it, but it takes a while to get there. No one, when Tom Brady finally retires, unless he has his head frozen, uh, we're not going to, it's going to take a while until we get to the Tampa Bay years, right? Like, Ric Flair's legacy is set. He's Ric Flair. And we'll talk more about what he could potentially do at the very end of the show. But the people that go, well, he came out of retirement and, and ruined his legacy and impact. He didn't want to retire. And if he didn't want to retire, Vince shouldn't have put him in that spot. Rick, I'm, and, and Vince and whomever, Tony Khan, anyone that runs a company, Dixie Carter at that time, they have an, a complete right to decide who they want on their program and who they don't. That's that's business. I respect it. And if he thought Rick was too old or too flabby or too slow, I respect it. I get it. But nobody should have forced Rick Flitter into a retirement storyline. Give him his release then. Because here's the thing. Is Tully Blanchard ruining his legacy by having one more tag match? Is Sting ruining his legacy by having a few tag matches? No, they're an added part that'll take a while to ever get to. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take a while to even get to this part when we talk about the icon Sting. No offense to AEW, but when we think Sting, it's going to be WCW. Oh, he did do that one match in WWE that he should have won, and then we'll get to AEW. Like, we'll see what his future holds, but I just don't see how it's ever going to trump what we talk about when it comes to Sting. And, you know, Rick... It's just the way it is. Like, it sucks. But I don't think he can ruin his legacy because can Chris Jericho really ruin his? Can The Undertaker really ruin his? No. We just say, you know, my criticism of Chris Jericho for the death match and, and this whole labor of love, to be honest, or the labor of MJF or whatever the hell. It's the labors of Jericho. Whatever. <laughs> it's the labors of it sucks ass. Um. So, but nonetheless... It doesn't ruin his legacy at all. He's Chris Jericho. He's arguably the greatest to ever do it. I'll be like, damn, I don't want to think about that. But and if, if Ric Flair wrestles for AEW or NWA or whomever, if that happens, and we'll talk a little bit more about that at the very end of the show, if you don't like it, you ain't got to watch it. But Ric Flair's Ric Flair, and some people aren't meant to get old, and he has trouble with that. And who are we to say what he can and can't do? And it's up to it's it's up to Tony Khan or Billy Corrigan or whomever or Scott Demore 
to decide if if he has any value in that aspect, as long as he can get cleared, of course. Now that's that's first and foremost. Can a doctor say you can do this? But we'll talk about that at the tail end of the show. I had just had to get to that comment. Sorry that I haven't gotten to many of them. Uh, my phone again doing that weird thing where it doesn't like pop up and show me, which is annoying. Af. All right, Dakota Kai explains her attack on Raquel Gonzalez. Finally, we're getting somewhere with these two because Raquel Gonzalez has no personality. I mean, she's, oh, it's paint drying. It's paint drying. It sucks. So I like this Dakota Kai story. I understand where she's coming from. And I hope Dakota Kai wins. Mr. Napper, what are your thoughts? I think Raquel Gonzalez has more personality than Kenny Omega. It's not a high standard, buddy. Not a high standard. Uh, I, I had to tick you off once. Wow. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We didn't even get to really talk about this last week because of all the things that happened with the Bray Wyatt and other releases and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we kind of missed out on this little tidbit from NXT. And I am in total and utter agreement. Thank God this is finally happening. Love the video package. Sets it up perfectly. Let's have the damn match. Because, God, I've been waiting for this match for how long? Dear Lord. Well, let's see. It's half past a freckle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this? Uh, I'm with you guys. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. I, I kind of wish Dakota Kai was the face, though. Like... Why can't this ever be a faces story? Because faces aren't bitter, jaded mother lovers. They are, right? and we all know it. Well, sure, the three <laughs> of us are faces, and we're all bitter and jaded about different things in our life. Damn it, cerebral palsy. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's not a story you can tell in wrestling. Why? Why reinvent the wheel? Because it's fun. No, I'm just okay. kidding. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Somebody should do it. Somebody switch it up, pal. Uh, Mr. Napper, any final thoughts before we move on to, uh, uh, one of our favorite tag teams? No, no. I'm just thinking about a wheel. Maybe that goes backwards instead of forwards. That's kind of how I walk in some respects, but we'll get to that yeah, another time. Backwards instead of forwards. It, you know, that actually exists. One step forward, two steps back. All right. The Grizzled Young Sounds Veterans are, are, are one of our favorite tag teams. Napper, do you want to do it for us one time? I mean, I can try. Go ahead. <laughs> but it's the uh, grizzled young veterans, soon to be recognized as NXT's tag team champions. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. They defeated LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. So Cameron Grimes was in full butler attire. Uh, and that was cringy. Uh and then all of a sudden, unadvertised, after the match, after L.A. Knight continues to do L.A. Knight things, all of a sudden, the million-dollar man's back. He waltzes back down there and 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 helps Cameron Grimes off, even though it Ted DiBiase looked like he needed a little bit more help. But <laughs> we'll take it. Thoughts on, on the match and thoughts on the million-dollar man being suddenly back in the fold? Uh, let's start with you, Mr. McCarthy. I mean, the same question when he showed up out of the blue the first time. Where are we going with this? 
Like, yes, he's getting behind Cameron Grimes, but come on back, pal. That's cool. But like, you're not the million dollar man anymore. LA Knight won your championship fair and square. (laughs) First of all, for all that is holy in terms of nostalgia, he will always be the million dollar man. Apparently, you agree with some people. Are you sure? Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's why he's back. Look, I was being facetious, okay? Look, well, I don't, I don't appreciate being facetious and sarcastic and egregious when it comes to nostalgia. There's a lot I'll take. There's a lot I'll tolerate. You All right, I'll tolerate. I will tolerate rising gas prices. I'll tolerate a lot of things. I'll tolerate a lot of issues. But the moment you start messing with nostalgia and chicken wings, I'm getting real pissed off. Getting real he'll, pissed off real fast. He'll even tolerate Layla Hirsch. How Jeez. do you? How do you? The wings. How do you mess with wings? Well, because there was that chicken wing shortage, and I'm just like, man, this where where's this country going? Oh, uh, you know, that's that's that. the that's the kind of stuff that really upset me. Uh, but so yeah, don't be don't be so facetious and egregious when it comes to nostalgia. It's a very sensitive sensitive topic, all right. But what about that one time that he hit somebody with the belt and the diamonds fell out? That was hilarious. I'm just thinking that we really need an egregious and facetious counter. I hope that was edited out Ooh. on Peacock. We shouldn't even talk about it. Anywho, <laughs> this is probably edited out on Peacock. It all certainly. Uh, let's. Let's uh, move it along to Zoe Stark and Neo Shirai bonded over sushi in a Japanese restaurant. Was this cringy or what? Yeah. I mean, they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you what, you ever stiff me with a bill like that, we're going to talk. <laughs> oh, they're friends, of course, all right. We, of course, who am I kidding? We can't even get you to come to dinner anymore. Yeah. Because I work to jobs so do I. friendship is important and i have an anxiety disorder and you don't want me to overthink it yeah what he said is one of them 40 hours <laughs> friendship is I, important i i i rest my case sir no i need to hear that i, I matter right here live on the air tell me i matter wait what you do matter I almost didn't hear you because this no. guy's over here reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy. No. <laughs> no, I, I need I need to know I matter to you personally, McCarthy. You personally. I got I got problems. You do matter to me personally, sir. Okay, buddy. Okay. And yet that, you, won't, to, you won't to make you feel better. Yeah. I don't hang out with anyone. So if that helps. Yeah, I really feel better. Not even better. Uh, <clears throat> All For right. one, he's a uh, dog and he lives at my house, so yes, that's granted. I see my son too, in case you were wondering. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I was more worried about the dog. What'd you think of uh, Ridge Holland's return W, Mr. Napper? I'm not talking to Mr. McCarthy, I'm upset. With <laughs> um I was excited, but I kind of feel like they could have done this better. How so? Like it's been a long time. They couldn't have at least a little bit gone back to the I beat up Adam Cole thing. Like at all. Could have just stared him down at some point like that. 
there, there was so much story here. And they just fed him to some enhancement talent. I don't know. I just He was a pretty big deal whenever he was in the ring. So it's just like, we already know that. I guess they want to just build him up again, but I don't know. Well, they could have continued the story, I felt. To yeah. be fair with the Adam Cole thing, my mistake is you try to call people. <laughs> Are we that nope, boring? Nope. Nobody heard anything. I didn't hear a damn thing. Um, see, again, where was I going with this? Adam Cole, baby. That's right. Adam Cole, baby. And you can't tell that story right now because you don't know if he's going to sign or not. It's one thing to, you know, stop storylines if you're releasing people. But you can't stop them if they're not re-signing. Or at least that's how it seems. And this is stop the WWE when? When? Each time. Release, they don't care. We'll fix it. We'll fix the storyline. We'll throw somebody else in. They started it'll, the storyline. It'll be fine. It'll be, again, it'll be like fine. Two weeks later. Uh-huh. It'll be all right. They, that's what I said. That's okay for them. So they can't start it back up and then release the guy like two weeks later? Well, not when it's Adam Cole and he hasn't re-signed. It's different. They made this decision, so it's okay to fix the problem of the storyline. However, but over Adam, here, but Adam Cole's with the Adam Cole signed. situation, they don't make that decision, so it's not okay. What would you say, Logan? Adam Cole is going to resign. I mean, maybe, but okay. they don't know. Nobody knows. I'm just saying. Like if, I was, if I was booking stuff, I'm like, well, I mean, how many times have they put people on their back for four months before they didn't resign their contract? I don't know. Let's talk about Finn Balor. Oh, yeah, Finn uh, Balor. We will. Uh, just a bit of breaking news for uh, this evening's NXT. Ember Moon has been pulled from uh, this week's NXT due to some sort of medical issue injury. Uh, that's a that's a bit of breaking news. You know, she was scheduled to compete tonight. So Amber <clears throat> Moon has been pulled from tonight's NXT uh, for an injury, it appears. <clears throat> so there's that's a bit of a three. Oh. there's a bit of a breaking news. That's a good uh, all right. So let's talk a little. Let's talk a little SmackDown. Uh, John Cena wasn't around, which sucks because he's more fun to watch than all of them. I don't know. It's the same thing every night. Yeah, told it. <laughs> but if it works, but if it works, I'm just saying. Anywho, anywho, you we'll talk about that. Uh, I was yeah. doing other stuff. You people, you, I don't know what is with you two trying to upset me because what? I'm not in the studio with you this week. Look, yes. if, you, if you then come drive me. I will gladly. Yeah, McCarthy. I didn't even get here on time. That's your All right. Na- All right, Napper, you got to start stepping up. Thanks. I had to mount a TV on a fireplace and hide the wires and run electric and fix the wall. I had lots of things to do. Cool. Okay. Anywho. Wow. Uh, Roman wow. Reigns and the Usos executed a three-on-one beatdown on Finn Balor. Why are we doing this? Why can't this wait till the Extreme Rules build? What are your thoughts, Mr. Napper? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea why we're just kind of throwing Finn Balor to the wolves. Because, help me out, isn't Roman Reigns facing John Cena at SummerSlam? Yes. I don't think he's facing anybody. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Did he? Did he? Anywho, like he did. 
I think I just saw a pen and a contract. It was a big blue Sharpie. But all I saw was the pen and the contract. I saw the big blue Sharpie mark on the signature line. Uh Uh-huh. Anywho. Who signed it? John Cena signed it. But where was he? What do you mean, where was he? (laughs) Before he got out there? Because you can't see him, McCarthy. (laughs) If you weren't 73, you'd be up with it. All right. So, and to be fair, point, you're 73. You I shouldn't even see him see anyway. How long we could go? That was fun. Well, we can't. We have 20 minutes. We it was like who's on first? Well, with wrestling, we've got to move on here. <laughs> so, but my, oh sure, your nostalgia we we can't talk about, but my nostalgia. Oh, we'll just move on. I'm just kidding. yes, <laughs> yes. That's all. It's always been. Why I put Chris Jericho on the rundown? You think I want to talk about him? Act like I've never thrown you a bone. <laughs> I respect everyone's nostalgias, but certainly on this show, mine's more important. All right, moving on. Okay, thank you. All right. But why are we doing this? Shouldn't this wait until after Cena's gone? Like, uh, couldn't Heyman just come cut a scathing promo like he does all the time? And then Cena responds this week? Like, I know it's... I know it's been done to death, but let's not ruin Finn Balor right now. Let's at least get the pay-per-view match we're looking for next month. Thoughts, Mr. Napper? Yeah, I don't know why, but I've been pleasant, not not even pleasantly surprised. I've just been straight up surprised that Heyman hasn't been more of a promo factor in any of this since... Him and Roman ever got aligned. It's never really been Heyman. Like, even if he does, like like you said, comes out by himself, no Roman, and cuts a promo. Like he's not done that hardly at all. The only time really was recently against John Cena, where he did a beautiful rendition of Cena's song. Yes. He's not the advocate. He's the advisor. It's not his job to speak for Roman. I advise him to cut more promos. I mean, you're not wrong. Paul Heyman's great promo. But Roman Reigns does just fine. Does a great job. In this but they heel didn't role. need to beat up Finn. They always do this. He'll be the conquering hero come Survivor Series to get squashed by Roman Reigns. You mean SummerSlam? No, he wrestles John Cena. That guy I can't see. Yeah, but oh, gotcha. that is a well, save it for extreme rules. Like nobody wants to see Finn Balor headlines. Their series. style is it? Is it extreme rules after SummerSlam or Probably. is it Survivor Series? It's 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 extreme rules. I thought because I got tickets to it. A Survivor Series is like three months yeah. after yeah, SummerSlam. It's like November. It's the week of Thanksgiving. Look, look. I thought it would be a good story. Well, good for you. Uh, <laughs> All right, Long so extended. Edge challenged Seth Rollins to a SummerSlam showdown. What are your thoughts on that, Mr. McCarthy? Well, I mean, I guess I've seen every meme out there that's Edge versus Edge Light. That was a good line, though. I'm kind of excited. It's, it's a it's good a story. matchup, man. I'm excited to see what these two can do one-on-one. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a, it's going to be a five-star that. banger. I mean, Seth Dave Meltzer's giving out stars to anybody these days. Anybody see that death match? Uh, so it's going to be an absolute banger. Mr. Napper, what are your thoughts? 
First off, what were you going to say? I want to see him counter the spear with the stomp. Seth, no. That is. We yes. can't break edge. He'll be fine. It presses no. the upper shoulder neck area down. It's fine. no. This needs to be. This needs to be a best of three. Uh, edge needs. I, mean, to I didn't say point. Edge can't kick out of said counter. I just want to see it. Fine, but I think this needs to be a best of three. I think this needs to be Edge wins this one. Rollins wins at Extreme Rules, and then Rollins wins the payoff at like Survivor Series or something. Because I don't know what else you do with these two. If you do a one-off. Yeah, I agree. There really isn't anything you can do. Do a best of seven. God, no. Please, no. You like those? I do, but I... I love those to people that can do them, and 50-year-old Edge ain't one of them. He's (laughs) fine. He wouldn't have come back if he couldn't. He was in the Rumble for like an hour. Good for (laughs) him. You don't have to do much. Exactly the point. Rick Flair and Mick Foley could go work the Rumble for an hour. <laughs> and they did. Yeah, but Flair can run Broadways. It's fine. That's different. No, I mean, Rick Flair now can do it. It's You don't have to do that much. It's not that hard. You could literally sit in a corner for 20 minutes. Yeah, did did you see the, the fat Elvis yeah, version of Undertaker before wrestling? Taking over the top rope's a lot of work. No. no. Did you see the fat Elvis version of Undertaker to the Royal Rumble when he dealt with Roman Reigns? It's not that hard. You'll be all right. <laughs> Okay, it, Rick Flair could go do it now. All right. Um, Finn Balor defeated Baron Corbin. Boy, I don't know who Corbin's pissed off in the company, but he's pissed off somebody. Uh, what do you think of Bianca Belair and what's going on with Sasha Banks and Selena Vega? And God, they're wasting the hell out of Selena Vega getting her to come back. What do they do? Get her to come back like Henning? Just come put over everybody? No, what are your she thoughts? She came happened? back thinking that her husband was still going to be in the company, and then that. No, yeah, you got you got no, the can. Because no. I think uh, Malachi Speaking actually said in an interview that that was the reason. She that was came the back. reason he did say that in an interview. She was very upset, so upset that he kicked Cody square in the face. I don't what care. Is <laughs> Malachi Black doesn't care whose fault it is. Let's just be real for a second. Hey, what is it? The honey badger doesn't care of professional wrestling? Um, I like the Sasha Banks and Bianca this time. I admit it. I, I'm more invested into it now, now that we actually know who the hell is who. Now let's just see where it goes. It'll probably right. be great because even with like a yeah, terrible build, a terrible because, line, they had a great match. yeah, that I match know. was legit. So it'll be it'll be sweet. Yeah. Throw in Ve- no. Selena Vega in there. It'll be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, any final thoughts on SmackDown before we get to Raw? No. Anything at all, Mr. McCarthy? I'm glad no. they gave Tegan her name I back. Think so yeah, she did get two names now. Yeah, Tegan so Knox. Uh, apparently, Vince went. Eh, Knox is kind of lame, pal. What was her name? No. Well, it was Tegan. Tegan. What the hell's Tegan? Fine. Megan uh, with a T. I'm just saying you could totally see him doing that. So next week on the final hour of this show, what we will do, and usually, as you know, it's it's Monday Night Raw, and we will still do that for today. Beginning next week, we'll close this show with an AEW plethora of Dynamite and Rampage. 
that is what we'll do uh, during McCarthy's current uh, busy hours. So that's what that's what we'll do. Can, you think you can commit to most seven o'clocks, Mister McCarthy? Yeah, it should All be right. fine. Okay, buddy. So uh, and and we'll we'll kick it off probably with Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I'll decide at my leisure because I can. I make the rundown. Um, I'm just sharing. I can, so I can still make McCarthy suffer through all the first hour of the show. Dang. <laughs> yes, I can. All right. Anywho, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton returned, and he defeated an AJ Styles. So you know, I hated that. Um, God love former producer uh, Styles on the the old incarnation of the show, but AJ Styles is fantastic, and he should win every match he's ever in. Um, and then. Well, it appears the bromance may have hit a screeching halt. He hit Riddle with an RKO. Now, in the dark, after the show went off theater, John Cena came out and mediated, and they had a group hug. So we'll see. But uh, because Riddle, in the backstage exclusive on WWE.com, is, is confused about the future of RK, bro. He's not too upset, but he's confused. So, does it appear to be the end of the line for RK Bro, Mr. McCarthy? I believe so, but I think we're still in the middle of the story. I think there's a lot of legs left with. John Cena really should mediate. Heartbroken Matt Riddle. Again, John Cena could help with that. They had the bro off thing, and, you know, just, hey, hey, champ, been there. All right. I've dealt with Randy for years. Stay strong. He's just so, going to do it, whether he likes you or not. It's okay. <laughs> You're going to get an RKO. It's okay. I don't know he how like, you didn't notice this before, but he's kind of an ass. Like, can't you just, just be glad he didn't like, heart, you. like the most heartfelt, humble way going, he's liked me for years, yet he we always fight. It's no big deal. So that's that's what I'm hoping to see. But, Mr. Napper, what do you think? Are we at the end of the line for RK, bro? No, actually, I say nay, uh, only because I think this is the perfect storyline to tell with the Riddle character. Like the way they play him, he's just dumb enough to still keep trying to like be friends with Randy. Yes, he is. And even though he got RKO'd, he'll be like upset and mad. But he can forgive. But he can forgive. <laughs> he can oh, forgive that's just it Randy being Randy. He has read all the childhood books. He understands people may mess up. It's all right. He knows. And plus, I, I, I agree with McCarthy. I, I feel like this can't be the payoff because they've they've set it up for weeks with Riddle getting attacked by Omos and AJ. you got to at least have that match, and then we can kill it. But we've got to get to that match because at this point, if that's not the match – who the hell is going for the tag titles on Raw? Because there's not really been anybody else. Nobody! You can't do the Viking Raiders because you've done that like five times now. Nothing says you can't do it again. I mean, that is the template. Let's just be honest. Do it again, do it I mean, again. and, 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 let's not forget the backup template that is tag team titles not even anywhere near the pay-per-view. Yeah, Monday Night Raw, pal. Shut your mouth. I'm just saying it's there. Well, actually, it's out and there. Actually, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think there should be more more championship matches on Raw and SmackDown for that matter. 
It gives it a different feel. It feels more serious when you know the belt's on the line, period. I've always believed that. Uh, yes, you. I don't mean that every week the tag title should be on the line, but here and there, especially if it's a stat card like SummerSlam's looking like, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Bobby Lashley cut a promo, and well, mostly MVP, but let's say Bobby Lashley. And he proclaimed that Goldberg is done at SummerSlam. Ah, uh, but nay, Mr. Lashley, he's, his contract runs through next year. So you're, you're confused. It's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, see, don't they wish that Goldberg wouldn't have gone on that podcast and just not cared and said his whole contract status? Because there's no way he's done because he's got two matches a year. Uh, and that runs through next year. So that's tough. All right. Anywho, what'd you think of the promo? And if you don't want to see Goldberg win, I would start getting concerned. I would start getting very concerned. And I'll tell you why. Hear me out. It sure felt like I'm going to prove that your old man doesn't have any business being in this ring with me. It's going. I'm going to outclass him. He's got no business. Anybody seen Rocky Balboa? Doesn't he always seem to find a way in the end? We'll see what happens on Raw before I make an official prediction next week. But for the first time, it was more than just my bias that made me go, damn, they're really about to put the belt on him for 10 minutes, aren't they? Wasn't Goldberg supposed to show up last night? Look, Goldberg works a very Brock Lesnar-esque schedule. But I thought they uh, advertised it. I don't remember them advertising him. I thought they did. He is advertised for next week. Okay, maybe, maybe that's, that's what, what I saw. Because it's in Texas, and that's where Goldberg lives, so he's like, fine, I'll drive over. Um, and uh, so did you get the vibe like I did, Napper, that all of a sudden we're going to set Goldberg up like he can't go anymore and can't do it and can't possibly beat him, and all of a sudden you went, they might really do it, huh? Not only did I say they might do it, I said, damn it, they're doing it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they're doing and probably going to do. Uh Because it's always the fun, age-old gunslinger that has one more bullet left in the chamber. Oh, yeah, brother. Use it and just power through it and beat the dominating Freaking Bobby Lashley. But shouldn't he lose since Big E's a Of course face? he should lose, but when has that ever happened? And Big E can cash in on Lashley after getting devastated by the most vicious spear in the business that is Bill Goldberg's. Did you believe you me for, when I said it? You forget this is the land of make-believe. That's not... We don't do reality. That's not the point. We don't do reality here. The story's Just, right there. Plus, it's right there. A pro wrestling story is right plus, there. Right there. The right there for you to it, grab. Despite the fact right there. that they're both faces, the pop that Big E's going to get, it's not going to – the pop that Big E's going to get is going to mean it doesn't matter. It won't matter if it's face-on-face crime. No, it matters. It matters to me, okay? Well, matters sure, to you, but not to the guy running the damn company. <laughs> so, because uh, – yeah, McCarthy, we got to move on, but did you get the vibe like I did that they really might be doing this? Maybe. Still doesn't mean that it's wrong. Not because it's Goldberg taking the title off of Lashley, but because the story they were could have been telling is wrong. I got three words for you, gentlemen. 
spear, jackhammer, ball game. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be so happy. All right. Any final thoughts on Raw? What do you want to touch on before we move on and, and close out this sucker? How about the Elias thing? That was weird. That was very weird. But I'm excited because he needs to change. Did you see it? Yes. Okay. He I'm needs to change. He, needs, we he a, does. He does need a change. Are we going to get a new Elias? We need to. No guitar this time. Yeah, amen, like Straight brother. up, like, legit, for real, like, not playing games Elias. Can we have that yes. Elias? That would be great. Like, but, like take, take Elias when he first showed up, after the Drifter stuff, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and take away the guitar. That, that middle ground right there, where he was cold-blooded and dastardly. That would be that cool. One. That way you don't completely forget about who you were. That way those that are invested, because somebody out there goes, damn, I really kind of liked the other Elias. That way you don't completely ignore it. Well, and then sometimes you have that, you know, handy dandy guitar under the ring for when you need it. Yeah, just just, just in case. Just, just in case. Um, oh Mr. McCarthy, oh, anything on Raw you want to touch on before we bring it home? Nope. All right. Oh, we will nothing. make sure we touch on plenty more of that next week because – we very well could kick off the show with Monday Night Raw because we're changing up the format because McCarthy's schedule has changed. So we will close out next week with AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Could get real interesting. Unless Ric Flair shows up, then we're kicking off with that. <laughs> I'm just going to lay that out for you. Speaking of Ric Flair, speaking of the Nature Boy, did anyone see Booker T's comments on the Nature Boy? You did. You did. Go ahead and paraphrase him for our our good man, Mr. McCarthy. <coughs> Essentially, Rick wants to wrestle one more time. Mm. Is what Booker T believes. Yes. He's got one last run. In ring run in him. And that's why he left, because they would have never allowed him to do that. And AEW or somebody else is going to probably let him do it. Now, didn't I say to you gentlemen last week, I hate to brag, you know that. But then I say to you, gentlemen, I bet that had something to do with it. And I know that Ric Flair gave that BS interview to People Magazine and said, well, I want to start my own wine and potentially a network. And they just wouldn't let me do that. And we're all good. Oh, hogwash, Nate. Hogwash. They sell a taker wine. They would certainly let you do that. Anywho, Mr. McCarthy, are you surprised at Booker T's thoughts that he thinks Ric Flair wants to get in there? at least one more time. No, I'm not surprised at all. Cause you know what? To be fair, Booker T probably has Ric Flair on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're buds, pals. So, I mean, I would not be surprised at all if that was part of why Ric Flair wanted to leave. Can, can you dig it? Woo. Um, absolutely. You can. So do you think Mr. McCarthy, uh, we're going to revisit this one more time. Do you think there's any chance we see Ric Flair back in WrestleMania in an active capacity? It's, no, because I don't think he can pass the physical. It's going to happen because he passed the physical for Crown Jewel and Vince next it. Uh, because that's what WWE does. They tend to be more strict. Um, if he's telling the truth on that, he said at Crown Jewel, the team Hogan versus team Flair, he was cleared for physical activity, not going to be in the match per se, but then Vince went, now nah, let's not do that. 
the doctor, they said, cleared him. Now, is that true? I have no idea. Rick could be lying. Rick's not always told the truth, but he's a pretty honest guy. I think it's going to happen. I think it will. I think you'll find somebody that will allow him to do it because if, if Jerry Lawler can get cleared every weekend for an indie show, thanks to his doctor, someone's going to say, hey, Rick, you can do it if he can truly do it at all. And I think that's going to play a factor into where he ends up. Um, I, is that smart? No. Because I, I know I, I see him, McCarthy. Oh, you think that's great? As a fan, sure. But as, as someone that cares about him, no. But if it's going to happen... I might as well not hate it. So I think it will happen potentially. I don't know where, I don't know when. And the only match that I would ever, and I don't know if he could do it well enough to make it worthy, but the only thing that makes any sense to me at this stage of his career is Nick Aldis likes to call himself the real world champion in NWA. I think Nick Aldis versus Ric Flair for 20 minutes would tell a good enough story and it would get hype for the NWA they haven't had since Flair left. So I, I just, I, I think that's possible. In the in AEW, I mean, teaming with Andrade potentially, potentially Cody and Arn, maybe Tully. I don't, I don't know. But I, I think that if he can get cleared, he's going to wrestle again. Is that good? Is that cool? Probably not. But I'll tell you right now, if it happens and it's within some sort of driving distance that I don't have to hop on a plane and, Hey, like boatloads of money, I'll be there because he's Ric Flair and he's on the Mount Rushmore of, of the business. Any final thoughts on Booker T's comments before we go home? Nope. We shall see. McCarthy, I think he's going to wrestle again at some point. I mean, we'll revisit this, but I think it's going to happen. What about what say you, Napper? Does Ric Flair wrestle again if he uh, gets cleared? I'm going to stick with my original answer, which was I give it about a 45% chance. I like it. I like it a lot. How is that different than what I said? Because 45 gives him a chance. You act like, that. <laughs> get out of here. You gave him like a, you said I said probably because I don't think he can pass the physical. That's a 30% chance, probably. Right. I, I'm telling you, I think, that, I, think there's a, I think there's a real good chance it happens. I think it's better than 45, to be honest with you. But it's at least 45. I messed up a couple times today. All right. With that, anything you boys want to plug before we bid farewell? This is a family show. ASWA Rebirth on Friday. It comes out at 7. Check it out at 7 on the Score on Air Network Facebook page. Preluded by? The 30 for 30, or Score 30s, sorry, of the ASWA by Debbie Christo, also on the Score and Air Facebook page, which is going to be at 6.30. Ooh, ooh, and the Bruce Cruz Podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears, and the red flag. I really thought we were going to not have you do that, and I was very concerned about your health. <laughs> but yes, check out the Red Flag Podcast. We just did our episode yesterday, which you can usually catch on Mondays from 5 to 6, my schedule permitting, because, you know, i got to run the show. So, absolutely he does absolutely he does sometimes it's with Wednesday, that, sometimes it's monday but usually it should be monday so mondays five to six on our own facebook page the red flag po- re- <laughs> the red flag nascar podcast uh also you can check it out on score on our network we do cross post with them as well as we do with this show so 
check it out. And with that, yes, check it out. And with that, <laughs> this has been To The Turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions, right here on Heel Turn Wrestling. We'll see you right back here next week, where again, the last hour will be nothing but AEW. Potentially last hour and a half, depending on what goes down. Like I said, unless you know who shows up, then we got to kick it off and close with that. It's going to get real interesting. So with that, I'm Logan Morris, that's Travis Knapper, and that is Mr. Teaching McCarthy. We'll see you next week one way or the damn other. Have fun, Buckle Brigade. Be safe, be well. We're out of here. Bye, Bye Buckle Brigade! Brigade.